I supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Yeah. Not a game, not a game. We talking about sports. I mean, what are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here. All right, welcome back to We Talking About Sports, episode number 28, last of the year. Uh, we have a guest on the show, uh, Mike Gonzalez. What's up, Mike? Tell us about yourself. Hey, what's up? Uh, thanks for having me on the show, guys. I just wanted to tell you all. Uh, first and foremost, thank you for uh, talking about sports. Thank yeah. you for podcasting during this time. I think it's a big, big positive, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, just a movement that y'all are doing right now to keep people entertained, keep people's mind off of the, you know, the struggles that we're going through in this world right now. And I think sports has always been that for me personally. So I know I enjoy listening to y'all and I know y'all are doing a big thing. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Bro. I wanted to have you on because I know whenever people talk with you about sports, it's the first thing is college football. You're a big college football fan. Yep. And we just had the college football playoff announced. But before we go to that, I want to talk to you about your favorite football team, Alabama. Okay. Now, they had a pretty good national signing day. Um, I would probably say that they had the number one class. I, I know some people might say Georgia. But from that signing day that you saw, what what stood out to you? Who stood out to you the most? I mean, really, what stood out to me? You want me to go Bama first? Just yeah, because I mean, you're the Bama guy, so I, okay. I want to give you that platform to talk yeah, about what well, you saw. So the biggest things is obviously I might not be the popular answer, but four out of the top nine receivers in the nation, you know, three out of the top ten players in the nation, uh, all being five stars. I know that the number one and number three player is still out there. Number one's probably going to USC. Number three is probably going to Ohio State. So Ohio State will be the only other team that gets three total. We're used to seeing that. That was a tight race. I think Alabama pulled away um, this past week. But who stood out to me? I mean, first off, J.C. Latham, you know, the number – I believe he's the number three player in the country, if I'm not mistaken. No, actually the number two player in the country. Um, off, you know, off, offensive tackle, building the, the big men up front. Then we got uh, another offensive tackle, uh, Tommy Brockermeyer, another five-star. We got his brother. brother to come along. Yeah, his brother, four-star. You know what I'm saying? But the, the ones that I'm telling you to look out for are going to be the receivers. I know Devontae Smith is leaving, and I know that you and I joked last week about another Devontae Smith coming on. Yeah. But, uh, there's a five-star named Dallas Turner. And then we also signed JoJo Earl this past week, too. So, again, the air attack's going to be there. We've got Bryce Young, who was a five-star himself, who we recruited last year. So I just think, I mean, it's hard for me not to be biased, but, you know, the winners were Alabama. And I think the thing that they have the edge on everybody else is the coaching staff. And even though it's a coaching carousel every year because of the success, I mean, Stark, Stark was just uh, being prospected for the Auburn job. You know what I'm saying? So – yeah. It's, one of, it's one of those things that they just kind of keep reloading. And if you think about it, it's the coaching like Saban, hate him or love him. Like you got to respect him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's been able to or in 2009. And I don't want to bring up a sore subject just. But you know, back then, I'm OK with it because Cole was out. 
yeah, yeah, back, back yeah, <laughs> yeah, no comment. But uh, what you saw you know? what Colt McCoy did to Russell Wilson, bro, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, the, what I was gonna say is that back then it was all about the big men. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. big men, big power, strong, and now it's fast, speed, RPO. Saban hated that stuff. You know, he still yeah. will say he hates playing against that stuff. But the thing is, is that if he's proven anything, is that he evolves, right? And, you know, I think it was, uh, you know, I'm a big quotes guy. And I think Henry Ford said, like, when the change outside of the world is going on faster than the change inside of you, the end for you is near. And we've seen that with programs. You know what I'm saying? I think that uh, Saban is just, he's a mastermind, dude. And like I said, I think he's one of those players, like he's, he's one of those, not players, but coaches, one of those people that you can love him, you can hate him, but you, you can't say that he's not good at what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody's going to deny him with his track record. Even right. the difference in, like, the guys that he's recruiting, you were used to seeing, you know, the 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 game-managing style of quarterback at at Alabama, and now it's been, like, Jalen Hurts, and now then Tua, and now this dude is might I mean, he's a Heisman favorite, if right. I'm not mistaken, right? Right, right, right. Matt, yeah, 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 uh, Mac Jones. And the thing, the thing about him is that, Think about this. Mac Jones sat behind Jalen and Tua for three years, and now he's a Heisman candidate. You know what I'm saying? He didn't swap teams. He played backup. He embraced the role, but yeah. it just shows you, like, the kind of culture that they build there, too. I mean, it, it's – I'm sure people hearing me talk about it are like, well, he's an Alabama fan, but I, I think people have come to realize that. You know what I mean? No, definitely. And, man, it's crazy to think that uh, Bryce Young, five stars, and, and Mac Jones is there beating him out. But Bryce Young's no slouch. Next year, you're going to see some highlights. And it's crazy how much, like you said, Saban has adapted. Before it was a defense and let's game manage. Now they're blowing teams out. It's a complete different style in Alabama, something that SEC is going to start adapting to because everybody needs to, to keep up with Saban's offense now. Right. Uh, I yeah. don't know if you've heard today, Harson just filled the Auburn coaching job. Yeah. Uh, out of Boise State. So uh, that's another win for y'all next year because Brian Harson's not going to do it. Yeah. You know, no, he got the big play, but it's not going to happen for Auburn. Yeah. And the thing that you're talking about, you know, we were talking about winners for signing day. Like five out of the top 10 recruiting classes are SEC teams. And some people, they hate to hear that. They hate to hear that the SEC is the strongest conference. You know, I mean, think about it this year. I know we're going to get into some talk later around the committee and things like that, but they all played an all-SEC schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they didn't play six games. Uh, shots taken, shots fired already, right? But, you know, we'll get to that point in a little bit. But I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things where you just – you got to – I think the other – the other conferences are going to have to figure out, and I, I get recruiting is a huge thing, but there's just there's just the 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 you know it keep, the machine keeps moving. Um, Roland or Ben, do you have anything else on National Signing Day that you want to talk about? Maybe a player you saw that you really liked or disappointed in Texas recruiting abilities or anything like that. You know, just uh, business as usual. You know, you get used to seeing some of those names there at the top, so uh, nothing too crazy. Yeah. Anything from you, Ben? Nah, I didn't keep up with it too much, to be honest. All right, let's move along to what's the hottest topic in college football, the playoff. It's been uh, – committee has selected, number one, Alabama. No surprise there. Uh, played a full season, won their uh, conference schedule, um, so or the conference championship. Number two, Clemson. Um, I don't see a problem there either. 
uh, Clemson being number two. Number three is where it starts to get a little controversial, three through four. Uh, three, Ohio State, again, six-game season, I think, is what they totaled. Won their conference championship, I guess, like whoever they played on Saturday. Uh, four, Notre Dame. And here's where people are upset because a Texas A&M team who only lost was Alabama, beat a good Florida team, went 7-1, and one, was left out, and so was uh, Cincinnati. So I got to ask you guys, and I'll start with Ben. Did the committee get this right? Yeah, I think I think it's right. Um, Notre Dame with that win over Clemson, I think trumps any win that that Texas A and M has. And I honestly, don't think they even considered Cincinnati. To be honest, they weren't jumping up to get games the way that Coastal Carolina and BYU were. So I don't even think that they got a hard look. But I think that they got it right. The only thing that I would probably change is I would put Notre Dame at three and Ohio State at four. I'm not going to say that Ohio State didn't deserve to be in. Well, we all know that they're better than Texas A&M if they play. I think that we would all agree on that. Um, you, you don't think so? I mean, I think that they're going to get smoked in their in their game, but I think that those are the best four teams. I don't think Texas A&M is better than Ohio State. Let me go to Roland before we get the uh... – Get the SEC talk on this one. I want to hear that too. Yeah, uh, Ohio State. They really haven't looked too good in their big games this year. The the game against Indiana, they didn't look too good, and then against Northwestern, they really didn't impress me too much in the Big Ten championship. And I just don't like the fact that they only play ten games. But to answer the question, I think the, the committee got it right. Uh, they're they're undefeated. They're the Big Ten champion. You know, Texas A and M doesn't have a conference championship. The committee has proven time and time again that they value that conference championship. Um, and also, like Ben noted, Notre Dame has a couple of big wins. They, they got a win over North Carolina. They got a win over Clemson. Uh, it's unfortunate that they got blown out in that uh, championship game, but I still think that their schedule and their victories are better than what Texas A&M has to offer. It's a shame because this is as close as I can remember Texas A&M ever being. Um, to the college football playoff, but I think the committee got it right, and I think it also just goes uh, goes to show that if you're not in the the Power Five conference, the SEC, Pac-12, uh, Big Twelve, uh, SEC, the and uh, I'm blanking out right now, and the ACC, excuse yeah. me, in the Big Ten, uh, you're not going to get looked at by the committee. Um, you saw how disrespectful they were, not disrespectful, but you saw where they ranked BYU throughout the year no matter how uh, they were undefeated most of the year. Cincinnati couldn't crack the top seven or whatever. You saw them put Iowa State over them. So, yeah, if you're not in one of those conferences, you're not really going to get looked at. All right, moving over to Mike. Did the committee get this right? No, they did not get this right, okay? I'm about to get some Aggie love, all right? And this is not an SEC thing, but it's going to be in my argument, okay? So, first off, Bama, 100% right. Clemson, as much as I don't like to say it, 100% right. Um, but what I would say is Notre Dame also uh, 100% right. I think Notre Dame, uh, Roland said it earlier, they beat a really good North Carolina team. And then to beat Clemson with or without, you know, uh, T- uh, Trevor Lawrence, like it's still Clemson. They still have the coaches. They still have the game plan. You know, that was big. I know that they uh, it, was a, it was a nail biter, right? But I still think they're the right team. However, I do have an issue, and I know I jumped uh, to Notre Dame from Ohio State, but I do have an issue with Ohio State being in there. And here's my reason why. Because, and here, Aggie fans, you can, you know, find me on Facebook, follow me. Uh, here, <laughs> here I drop my handle. But, uh, no, so first off, um, 
AM played a really good Florida team and beat a really good Florida team, right? Sure. AM played SEC teams. AM played good at the beginning. And I know they got beat by Alabama, but you have to think about this. Smacked by Alabama. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Smacked. All right. But but it was okay, but check this out. They got a, and some people might not agree with this, but Kellen Mond is a really good quarterback, right? He makes some hasty decisions sometimes, but they got arguably the best offensive line in the country. Okay. They've got a solid running game. Their defensive line, they're kind of, you know, what word would I use? They're kind of, they're, they're gritty, right? But here's what I would say is that how many times have we seen other than when, uh, if, Clemson does play Notre Dame again. And sorry, this is the Notre Dames are not going to like me right here. But you saw in their in their in their role, how many times do you see a team beat another team twice in a season? And to me, I think if you've played, you know, sports, whatever sport it is, you realize like beating somebody twice, especially in football, it's not easy because the whole game could look very, very different, right? Trevor Lawrence wasn't playing in the first round. Right, game. right, for sure. Yeah. And and I just think I just think the biggest thing is is that. I would say I have a problem with the committee saying, yes, I know they love conference championships. However, how do they not identify the elephant in the room, elephant in the room, get it right? Six games total like that. That blows my mind. So they value a conference championship that played almost half the games. Right. And you know what? It's not Ohio State's fault. It's the Big Ten's fault. Right? To live, the way the way the Big Ten handled this, but they weren't going to do the Big Ten like that. Like they weren't going to leave. Them oh no, for sure. Time. And that and that leads me into who, who's going to draw the crowd: Ohio State or AM? AM has a crowd. Well, Don't I, no, I think they'll both draw the crowd, but they're not going to leave the undefeated Ohio State team out. Ohio State's one of the best they, traveling. Teams. What this sounds like is an Alabama fan wanting an easy first game win against the Aggies again. Hey, no, no, no. I'll tell you this. You say it's not hard to beat a team twice, but we know Alabama would smack A&M again. Okay, but check this out. I guarantee you, and of course, it's always going to be hypothetical because we don't get to see it. A&M is going to give whoever, well, now we know that uh, Ohio State's going to play. A&M, who do they play in the bowl? What's that? Who does A&M have in their bowl game? I'm not sure right now. Either. Uh, They play North Carolina. Okay. That's a good bowl. Okay. Right, that, that's going to be a good game. So what I would say is that I would, and again, it's hypothetical, but AM gives Clemson a better game than Ohio State's going to give them. I mean, I just I don't, don't think that. A&M beats Ohio State. Like, if, if we're talking about who's better on a neutral field, I don't think that Texas A&M beats Ohio State. Texas A&M just doesn't do that well in the big games. And well, Ohio State does. Dude, they just played a conference championship where they barely won against a Northwestern team, which is good for their conference. But also, I think what we're what we're looking at is we're looking at paper. On paper, Ohio State is better than AM, but I think teams get better as the year progresses. And Ohio State has been robbed of that by the Big Ten because they only played six games. But didn't Ohio State also have like a month off? Throughout the season, where like A and M was yeah, a in a rhythm playing, and Ohio right, State right, 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 played, right. sat That's out a month and then got back on. And like you mentioned, the Big Ten's fault, not Ohio and State. A and M, they're seven and one, so they only have two more games played than Ohio State. So it's not too 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 crazy, right? Because the conference championship. Yeah, yeah. That's I good. I mean, I, the the I Big Ten went out of their way to make sure that Ohio State got that extra game in because I, I believe that they said that a team with just five games would not be allowed. Would not I think be they, allowed. They did away with the rule because they had five games. They did away with that yeah, rule. They made a special rule for Ohio State. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Money. 
yeah. that's what it is. Um, so my next question was, as far as the conferences go, did any of y'all like the way that it was handled this year as far as the schedule? Obviously, the Big Ten blew it. Possibly a little bit of the Pac-12 blew it, too. What conference did stood out to you guys that said, these guys are doing it right, these guys are making it legitimate? Besides, I guess, the SEC, because most of those teams had a full schedule. I mean, I think that early on, everybody just was playing it off of the way the SEC was going to play it. As far I know the Big 12 kind of followed suit with the SEC, and so did the ACC. So, I mean, like we, like he said earlier, we don't like to hear it about the SEC, but they do run college football. Right? At, at the moment, they do run it. Um, that's just the way it is. But I like the way that they handled it because there's no argument about them getting in. And Notre Dame. Notre Dame, let's not forget, they jumped into the ACC to be eligible. So they went out of their way. The way we were saying Cincinnati wasn't as far as picking up random games and trying to better their record. So Notre Dame did the best job, to be honest. And nobody expected Notre Dame to win the first one. Obviously, with Trevor Lawrence out, you know, it really gave them good chances. But I think Notre Dame played it the best out of everybody. Yeah, ACC and SEC were the class of the conferences this year. The way they brought in a, uh, Notre Dame to the conference to legitimize their, their season as well, I think the way they handled situations as far as COVID goes, it was like those two conferences were the best. Any any rejection or rebuttals on that, Roland? I w- no, I just uh, think it's interesting whether or not Notre Dame decides to stay in the ACC uh, for yeah. football. Um, I know they're they're already there for basketball. They're already they're already there for basketball, but Notre Dame has a pretty big. I, I forgot what podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about uh, Notre Dame's contract with NBC because that's where all of their football games are aired. So I think they'd be giving that up, but they went to the ACC. So that's a big bag of money, and I think uh, Kelly's already talked about saying that independent is who they are. I just thought that hey, them being in the ACC worked out for them this year. Uh, maybe they might want to stay in there. Uh, going forward, but I wouldn't want to play Clemson every other year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I know Ben likes to tease me about the Lakers championship this year. Says there's an asterisk, called it the pandemic championship. I want to ask you guys, do you consider this year's title to be legitimate or will there be an asterisk next to it because of the way the season played out? Um, I, I think there's going to have to be an asterisk, just like, you know, I think Mike brings up a good point about uh, Ohio State. I, I think, uh, you know, Ben and I think that they're, uh, with the eye test, maybe the, the fourth best team in the in the country and the committee shown that they like the eye test. But in terms of legitimacy, it's hard to question six games and you're in the final four. Like, I, I think there there's almost automatically an asterisk off of that. And when you talk about, you know, some of these, these teams not really having um, – fall practice because of COVID. I remember in the beginning of the year, that was a really big uh, thing to read into if you're looking into betting some of the games because some teams uh, weren't able to practice for three weeks at a time because they had a COVID outbreak and they didn't practice for three weeks. And then before you know it, uh, they're lining up freshmen and sophomores and trying to figure out their depth chart in the first game of the season. So I think from there, there's probably going to be an asterisk, but needless to say, you can't take it away from the guys that are going out there and playing every week. Like the Alabama guys are showing out every week. I mean, they're, they're showing up to play, but um, 
that's why we're playing this season, though, because of those guys, too, because they're the ones that are trying to, you know, get their draft stock up and, and whatnot, and they, they bring a lot of money. There's a lot of money to be lost if you don't play, too. But, uh, yeah, I would I would say there's a little bit of an asterisk, though, just because of how wonky the season has been and the six games here and there. So, yeah, I just think it's weird. Mike, what about you? Um, I say if uh, Ohio State wins, yes. <laughs> it, can't be con- it can't be situational. No, 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 no. But this is the thing is I, I wouldn't because I'm pretty confident Ohio State's not going to win only because of the fact that the three legitimate contenders that are in there, and I'm saying legitimate even though I'm shaky on Notre Dame because of quarterback play, but that's not the question. Um, but I would say those three, I, I don't think there's an asterisk. I think they took the the – the road less traveled, right? I mean, I don't know anybody that would say, hey, let's just play the all SEC. Let's do the ACC. You know, those are, and those have been, again, arguably with the Big Ten here and there, the, the toughest conferences. But I think, you know, credits where credits do, I think also, and I know there's a, you talked about the asterisk on uh, the Lakers championship, right? But when, for me, when it's an even play around, when everybody's in the same situation, I think there's no asterisk, right? But I think when there's a six game season in there, uh, that's where it, that's where it comes out. But you know, I think, like I said, I think uh, the show must go on. I think if we stop, you know, uh, everything because of, and I, again, I'm not trying to downplay the, the world situation, but I mean, I think when we stop and we like kind of adhere to that, it, it kind of changes everything and, and we don't show like the fight in the human spirit. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what they did. I think uh, the teams, I, I commend all the college athletes out there because I mean, it's, it's no joke. It's serious. Like you're going out there, you're taking a risk. But I also commend the conferences, the coaching. I mean, I, I remember what I was like when I was 18 to 22. And if you told me, hey, you know what? You got to stay inside. You got to take this test. You got to do I don't know that I would have done that. So I think they did a great job. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put a – and I think and, – and going back on what I said about Ohio State, if they beat Alabama or Clemson or Notre Dame, then they, they deserve to erase the asterisk I would have put on there. All right. Ben. What do you think here? Um, I mean, we were debating whether Ohio State should or shouldn't be in the playoffs. I think that automatically is just an asterisk in itself. If you're a believer that Texas A&M should have been in, then it should be an asterisk just based off the amount of games that Ohio State played. I also expect them to get killed in their playoff game. But I think that it is going to be Bama versus Clemson. I'll say asterisk just because of the whole discussion over Ohio State, but I'll tip my cap to Bama and Clemson because they went through the whole season. Uh, some played without coaches. Some played without Heisman hopefuls and number one draft picks um, and still managed to find a way to get to the playoffs, whether it be undefeated or one loss. Well, that brings me to my next question. Because we're not completely satisfied with the Final Four, should the playoff be expanded? Out of fifth game, out of play-in game, have the four and five seed play to to win the the four seed. Just like in this example, you can have Ohio State play uh, Texas A&M like two weeks before, uh, have the winner of that team solidify the four spot, and then you go on from there. Because there's usually like there's usually a team or or two that feels like they deserved it to get in, and some somehow they get jumped and they lose out. There's a team almost every year, so yeah, add at least have a play-in game for the four seed. I don't know That's about interesting because I thought maybe just adding, you know, four more teams, but yeah, you know, that game might just be enough to fix no, that. I'd say eight because then you could throw in Cincinnati, who was undefeated, and actually give small schools something to play for because they're they're doing exactly what these big conferences are doing 
but on smaller budgets, traveling cheaper and all of that. So, I mean, sure. they deserve some sort of reward. You could have let Cincinnati and probably Coastal Carolina in as the other two if you're letting A&M in as well. Coastal. So, I think that you should. They should do eight. I think that we're a couple of years away from them doing eight. Yeah, I think I think uh, I, I'm not opposed to expanding. I do like the play in for the four seed, only because of the fact that that in turn we get an extra playoff game, right? And then I, I think I, I don't know that there's times, and maybe maybe it's the two extra. Maybe the top seeds get some sort of I don't know if a buy. Uh, yeah, because I do think that eventually we're always talking about two teams that could have been in, right? And I think like Ben says, I think Ben brings up a great point. I'd love to see a smaller school Cinderella story because, I mean, at the end of the day, like I think all of us here agree that Alabama or Clemson is going to win the national championship. You know, I don't know that that's – that. I don't know that anybody would give that much pushback, but I think it'd be cool to give those teams those chances. And, I mean, everybody loves an underdog story. Everybody believes that, hey, you know what, there are some really good coaches that they haven't been given their shot, but they're at these small schools where they could come up for the best game of their life, one game. It's just one game. That's mm -hmm. it. That's the badass thing about the NCAA tournament. You're always looking at who's going to be that Cinderella team that year. Who's right. going to be that – uh, 15, 14, 13 seed that wins two games, maybe a, a, a game or two. But, yeah, let's get eight teams in and show, show the smaller schools a little bit of love. And that will also help them with recruiting too, man. Like right. it, yeah. in, the, in the bigger picture, like it's just more exposure for these schools. So let's say this doesn't happen. We continue with the four. Do you think these non-top five conferences should band together and start their own playoffs? Mm, no, I think an NIT. You just open it up a little bit because you ruin the legitimacy of everything. I mean, there's there's a okay. reason why it's a college football playoff, and you're playing for that one trophy. Yeah, uh, making it to, it's like a participation trophy if you start doing stuff like that. So no. Shit, UCF didn't even need another playoff. They just started calling themselves the champs. Wasn't it a right. year or two ago? Like, I like that too. That's why they need expansion. Remember, teams like that get left out. These smaller schools that think that they have a shot and like they're they're on a they're on a ride, bro. So I just expand it. I, I don't I don't agree with the conferences doing their own playoffs or, or any of that. No, there's enough bowl games for everybody. What about you, Mike? Any um, non-conference? Nah, I'm I, I wouldn't do I wouldn't do uh, conference trophies. I think you know, Roland. Like I said, I I'm, I'm definitely not a fan of participation trophies and. I love the, the you know, because then I think even recruiting, like it wouldn't be as exciting. It, it would just kind of bring everything down. And I, 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 I love the competition of one trophy, recruit, you know, for years. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the, you know, those kind of things plan for the future. All right. Well, last thing I want to talk to you before you uh, leave us here is what I probably would think is one of your second favorite sports, UFC. I know um, you've been getting into it super heavy. I feel like every day we're discussing something about UFC. And I got to ask you, uh, I'm going to ask the guys too, fighter of the year. I mean, the year's over. There's no more UFC events. And I'll start with you, Mike. Who do you have for fighter of the year? Yeah, for me, it's, you know, I and again, my heart, like I, I'm one of those fans that I just, I like fighters. And then all of a sudden, like I change favorite fighters all the time because I love their stories. I love their come up like that. Just the just the sheer fight that fighters have to have in them internally to do what they do. But like I like I was thinking earlier, I was debating back and forth on this. But really, that what took the what swept it all was uh, Davison Figueiredo. 
the you know God of War because I mean that guy he's fought four times this year, which is double anybody that I thought of other than him. You know TKO sub sub, and then the decision against the Assassin Baby, which for me could argue you know draw for five of the year, right? The decision, but and still at the end, right? And I think you know I think. Honestly, he's going to get better because of that. You know, I think that was probably something that, you know, the guys in the flyweight division don't want that he had to go through a draw and he had to feel that pain. Right. And now he's going to come back better, I think. But I just think he took the world by storm. I mean, you got everybody loving the the, the swagger, you know, just who he is. And I think he just he went in there and he lit a division on fire that was recently being talked about. Like, what are they going to do with that division? I think, I, think that, you, I know you had a good fighter of the year candidate. I think I think that's a good pick just based off what you said at the end. Henry Segula retired and that division didn't miss a beat. Uh he was finishing fighters, he was stepping up on short notice. Um, you know, he did fight four times. He didn't win all of his fights. He had that one draw, but my fighter of the year, I'm gonna go a little underground here, the Trailblazer. This guy fought five times in 2020. Now they weren't you know, top five fighters in, in, in the division like Figueredo or championship fights, but he fought five times five times in this COVID year, all five wins. One decision. Yeah, one decision, all their all the others were KO or TKO. And recently that first rounder, just this past pay-per-view against Jacare, I think he's up for a fight with somebody like Vittori or Darren Till a title eliminator fight. I think that this whole year under COVID, these five fights, he worked himself into that top seven, top five in the rankings um, just all in one year. You know, obviously he had to put in more than two or three fights like some of the hype trains do. He put in five fights, um, but I'm looking forward to what he has coming in 2021. And I think that he's going to get back in there pretty quick because he d- didn't even bust a sweat against Jacare when he finished him. Me, I'm gonna have to go with the middleweight division because usually that's my favorite division, and I don't even like the guy. But the way that he handled his last fight, he only fought twice, I think, in 2020. Anyway, I gotta go Adesanya because he just looks so good right now. I don't know who in the middleweight division is gonna touch this kid now. I I thought you know this was the the last guy he fought was gonna be it. I don't know who's gonna touch the kid. So for right Maybe now, Costa, Costa, Costa. 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 Yeah. Maybe that rematch against Vittori, bro. Yeah, that's that might be necessary because Vittori's Vittori really holding on to that. He's really holding on to that, though. That's his last loss, right? Yeah. Oh. All right, Roland. It's hard to argue with any of the names that you guys brought up, you know, from the magnitude of their fights with the Adesanya and Figueredo, you know, multiple championship fights in one year and you know, Holland busting onto the scene and winning five times. That's actually one of the guys that I was looking at for this award. But another popular name, and I think it's also hard to argue, I think you're going to see him as a lot of guys fighter of the year, or maybe breakout fighter of the year, um, is Cosma. Is that his name, Chimev? Oh, yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he burst onto the scene this year. I mean, three fights in 2020 and the two of his last fights. I mean, I don't even think he got out of the first, like, 30 seconds in, in either of them. So, uh, yeah, definitely an exciting fighter. Another guy to look out to. He might have had a, a stronger case for fight of the year if his fight versus Leon Edwards went down, but uh, Leon oh, Edwards yeah. ended up getting COVID, That's what I was and, and, and they pushed it out to February. So those guys are going to scrap soon, but uh, definitely a name to look for next year in 2021, and I guess he's my fighter of the year. Good he. 
Yeah, I think if he would have gotten that, if he would have gotten that that Leon Edwards win under his belt in this year, I think he would have had a really good case. Yeah, but Hollins is a good name too, and I I like Figueredo a lot as well. And Cam's have fought in two different uh, weight classes too. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Lastly, I want to ask you, who do you have for fight of the year? Fight of the year. Mm. It's. I mean, if if it happened in 2020. I, I mean, it makes me sad, but the first one that comes to mind is Joanna versus yep. uh, Lily. Yeah, that's my fight of the year. I was going to say that one because I had a really good time. That like it was that we were at a really good uh, like we were at a, at a get together, and that was a really oh good. Year. That's why <laughs> it, it's fight of the year because a get together. No, and and but it the atmosphere was badass. The fight was ridiculous. <laughs> is what I I'm cried saying. during that fight. I'm a big Joanna fan. I was just. Yeah, a crazy it was fight for you. I'm saying that was that was a good good fight, good night. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mike. Who do you have for fighter of the year? So I got, of the year? I got a I got two. One's more mainstream. One's a little less. My mainstream one is not going to be a popular pick. I love that Jana versus Young Wei Lee fight, but I'm going to go uh, Dustin Poirier, Dan Hooker. I thought that, that, was, that was a great fight. That was a war, right? And I, I love that fight. I mean, I just thought, and I'm a big Diamond fan. Y'all know that. But uh, I would say my, um, you know, kind of underground fight of the year was Josh Emmett and Shane Burgos. I thought that fight was, I mean, I got. I didn't like the ending of that, though. No, no, for sure. Oh. I got Josh Emmett. Like, I got mad respect for that guy. He like, his knee, right? Yeah, and check this out. I followed him, right, just because of that fight. And I messaged him. He had a great fight. And he responded to me, like, in 24 hours. So that was oh. pretty cool, too. So Good guy. Good guy. Nice. I had something to do with it, too. Shane Burgos, I comment on his photos. He likes my comments. Yeah, so. he, yeah <laughs> Shane Burgos, we, we talked to him a lot. He's a friend of our podcast. Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, a straight up fanboy, right? But like, Dude, that's what to me, you know. The, the funniest thing, bro, is back in the day, maybe like a year or two ago, when Shane Burgos was barely bursting on, I would tweet him. Justin remembers because he would see and he would respond. And one time, he was looking for a meal prep sponsor, and I fucking tried to get him one from somebody in the valley who does meal preps. And I told him it was a UFC fighter, and I was like, "He's on the rise, bro. You know, he fights here. He's in camp. He's gonna fight in two and a half months." And the dude didn't buy it. He wasn't he wasn't with it, bro. And then fucking that same year, Shane Burgos, or a year later, Shane Burgos is headlining fucking cards for the UFC, bro. Just your friend should have supplied them, bro. Yeah, he fucked up big time. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. Um well, we well, like to with our guest. Oh, fight of the year, did you join a fight? Okay. You know me, the Joanna. So. Hey, was the was the Usman and Kobe was the Usman and Kobe fight this year? Yes, I think so. I would go with that for my fight of the year. Then I thought that, that was, was January or something. Uh, Figueiredo and Moreno just happened, but it's got to be up there too. I just didn't yeah. want to put that one because of the recency bias, you know. True, but it, it definitely deserves it. I mean, well, that was a great fight. But, it made this card kind of boring because I wanted to see what I saw last week, you know. I want to ask Mike something before you uh, sign him off. Um, as a, I heard you said you're a big uh, Diamond Poirier fan. Uh, what do you think for his upcoming fight versus McGregor? I know what my heart wants. I want revenge, right? Okay. Don't get me wrong. Like I love Conor McGregor, man. Like I think he's awesome. What he did for the sport, he he's by far he deserves every penny that he gets. But I love the Dustin story, and I, they both have great stories. And that's the that's the hard part with me is that this fight is one of those fights where 
you, you want to see a great fight and you kind of almost wish both could win. Right. But I love the fact that Dustin, like everything that he's doing with this foundation, yeah. like mad props to, uh, and I don't know what we're not talking about, yeah. him, but to Habib after that fight, just, I mean, I don't know. Like I just, I get attached to these fighters and then I want to see them win because of their causes, because of the fight that they go through. And just, just the small town, you know, Lafayette guy, I know, uh, Connor had his plumber thing going on over there, but I just think it's time for Dustin to, you know, shock the world. All right. All right. I like that. All right. So before you leave, what we'd like to do is have our guests, uh, plug whatever they do or whatever they want to plug. So the floor is yours. Go ahead and plug. I know you got a podcast up. Uh, let the people know. Yeah. So, so I got a podcast right now and it's on uh, Spotify. It's on all platforms, Spotify, Apple music, uh, and, uh, uh yeah, Apple Podcast. Sorry about that. But uh, it's called Impossible is Nothing. And it focuses on, you know, everybody's personal impossible, right? Because there's a lot of things that I think we think about that when we're not in front of the lights of the podcast, when we're not in front of our buddies that, you know, maybe we think about it at night when we're going to sleep, like what we'd want to do with our lives, the things that we've been told we can't do, or the things that we know that we want to be doing, and we're doing other things. It's really about inspiring people to chase that impossible. Um, when you think about the actual title, it does come from a Muhammad Ali quote talking about how impossible is a small is, is a word that, you know, small men use when they don't want to get out of pretty much their comfort zone. Right. So it's all about people. I think it's a great, you know, it's a great uh, listen for people during this time. You know, the challenges that we're going through. I think everybody the world wants to put everything on pause. But we know that as humans, like we talked about it earlier, the fight, everybody coming together, this podcast bringing together, you all doing this. And I, I want to tell you all that, you know, a lot of this, I know that maybe um, Ben and, and Roland, you all don't know this, but I had thought about starting a podcast for three years and Justin actually started the podcast with you all. And that was kind of like the last straw for me. I saw you all doing what you're doing. I said, hey, you know what? I need to start doing this now. Like I, I, I've been toying with this back and forth and it's all about fighting. Like I talk about discipline. I talk about, you know, patience. I talk about, you know, how we all have these superpowers inside of us. It's just that we got to use them. And lastly, I'll say is that I, I do believe that everybody's success is different. You know, some people's success, it doesn't have anything to do with finances. It doesn't have anything to do with materials. Everybody has their own and they got to go find that. And lastly, I'll leave we all with is I'll share my biggest fear with you all. Right. And my biggest fear, and this is po this podcast talks about it a lot, is reaching, and I know we're getting a little deep, right? But it's reaching the end of your life and looking back and saying, dang, I should have done something different, right? And I think that life is so short that we got to do what we love and what's in our hearts. So that's what it is. It's impossible. It's nothing. Like I said, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Music, I, I'm also on Twitter. I'm on uh, Instagram. And I'm also on Facebook. On Facebook, I got an impossible is nothing podcast page. And nice. on Instagram and Twitter, it's at IIN pod. So that's at IIN pod. I love to interact with people. Um, I'm going to be doing um, just kind of like interviewing soon. Right now, it's just me. 10 minutes to 15 minutes max, quick listens. Nice. And I love podcasts. So thank you all for doing what you all do because you all, you didn't know this, but you kind of pushed me over the edge to go ahead and start my podcast also. And I even I, I tell Justin, like me, myself, personally, I don't worry too much about the views and all that stuff, because I tell him, like the days when we podcast, it's badass because I know that like it's being recorded and it's out there. So, you know, right. you know, someday somebody's going to listen to it, you know, that you never expected. So even in our comment section, we've gotten people from some crazy places of the world. 
um, on some of the lives that we've done. So, yeah, keep doing, keep potting, bro. Keep potting. I appreciate it, man. All right. Well, thank it. you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, for sure. Good luck in all you guys. All right, Champions League. We got the tables. They've been announced. The matchups have been announced. Games will be uh, starting February 16th. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with the first matchup. Barcelona versus PSG. Interesting matchup. That's a a matchup that's like, hey, two top dogs. They got to see each other now. Yeah, I believe it's one of the closest, I, I believe it's one of the closest line matchups as well, um, as far as uh betting wise goes. But Ronaldo against um Neymar, two teammates, guys Messi. Uh, Messi, Messi, I'm sorry. Messi and Neymar, guys that have expressed that they want to get back together and team up. Um, I think that this one's gonna be interesting. PSG has has gotten by. They haven't looked the best doing it. They've looked vulnerable at times, but they have gotten by in this one. They're a short underdog. I don't know, man. I ex- I, I do expect a low-scoring game in this one. I expect whoever wins maybe 2-1, two, 2-0. Two, two, but fuck, bro. I, I'm going to go with Barcelona because I'm a Messi fan. Yeah, it's a star-studded matchup. As Ben said, you know, there's a lot of, you know, talk about uh, Messi and Neymar teaming up. There's a lot of turmoil going on internally with Barcelona right now. Uh, PSG dealing with some injuries or have been dealing with some injuries recently, uh, but just based off of form and, and how they've looked recent uh, as of late, uh, I'm going to stick with PSG. I, I think they pull it off, uh, pull this matchup off. Shout out, Diego. And um, I'm going to go – as long as I see a healthy Neymar, I know he has those ankle issues right now, but if he gets into form, just what I've been seeing with uh, what Barcelona did with Valencia and what they didn't look too good against Juventus, they got blown out 3-0. I'm going to go PSG on this one. I think PSG is going to get it. I know they're the bigger dog here, but uh, I got them winning it. After that, the next matchup will be uh, RB Lespig versus Liverpool, and I don't think this one needs to be Debated as heavy. Uh, it's hard not to see Liverpool advancing on this one. Seems like the easier draw for them. I know they're both in plus money, but it's got to be Liverpool, I think, guys. What do you think? Agreed. Liverpool, unless there's an injury, um, I, I would favor Liverpool in that, in that matchup. Yeah. I think we'll see Leipzig play very defensive, and just it's it'll just be a matter of time before Liverpool breaks through. So, yeah, I think Liverpool wins also. Moving over to February 17th, the next round, we got Sevilla versus Dortmund. And normally I would have said Dortmund on most days, but Dortmund is having issues. They just sacked their coach and have a new coach coming in. Sevilla's not too bad. They've been playing pretty decent. So it's going to be hard for me to make a pick. This is the will Holland be playing? Where are you all at? Holland will be playing. If Holland's playing, no problem, baby. Dortmund. Ah. I like that, but I like the way Sevilla plays their defensive ball club. And like uh, Justin was talking, uh, there's a lot of turmoil going on at uh, Dortmund right now. So I'm going to take Sevilla to to pull up. I, I think they're evenly mat or they're evenly lined, right? Yes. They're pretty close. Sevilla's no in form right now, yeah. big time. They're not allowing more than one goal a game. Yeah, so I go Sevilla here. They haven't played Holland. Okay, we'll move on to the next one that day. I mean. <sighs> You hate to see this sometimes when you got to see Barcelona and PSG. We got Porto from Portugal 
versus Juventus. And this is a big favorite, Juventus. Porto, Porto, don't even Porto. overthink it. Porto with the upset here. They're going to take it to their fellow Portuguese in Ronaldo. Their Portuguese country. I don't know if I'm supposed to take you serious here. Are you, is that who you're really picking here? Yeah, I'm picking Porto. Juventus plays well, and then they play like shit, bro. Like, they play they down to their competition. Or so. Yeah, they play down to their competition, and when they struggle to score, they really struggle to score. So, uh, give me Porto here. I like Juventus. Uh, I think they're, you know, they have their eyes on, you know, getting back uh, to where, where did they land last year? Were they in the final, or they were they were in the the final four last year of Champions League. Uh, that's where they're trying to get back. So uh, that that's where I'm leaning here. It's 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 hard. I can, I'm gonna go Juventus. I don't see how Porto can beat them. Not this year. All right, we're gonna move on to the week after that, which is February 23rd. The matchup, but I think this is might be one of the best matchups to see. Another tough one. We got Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea. That's gonna be a fun one. You guys think there? Um, Atletico's plus one forty, and Chelsea's coming in at plus two ten. Yeah, I like Chelsea. Chelsea can score. Pulisic by February twenty third should be in shape. Um, he's not. He's not even in, in the starting lineup for them right now. He's coming in as a sub. But by February twenty third, Chelsea should be. Pl- they're at the top of the EPL. They should be in form around that time of year. I mean, we're talking about this just because the draws just got set, but there's still time. Uh, a lot of things can happen, but I do like Chelsea to win that matchup. Atletico is really not that high of a scoring team, and I think if Chelsea scores two goals, they win. Easier said than done. I'm actually going to agree with Ben on this one. Uh, Chelsea's lineup, it's, I mean, just on paper, is is more star-studded. You know, they had a big spending spree uh, this past offseason or this past transfer window, and it really just comes down to health for this team. So if Chelsea's healthy – um, I think they're going to pull it out against Atletico. Uh, Atletico, they really haven't played too good against top competition this year. Uh, they've kind of stuttered in, in big spots. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to lean with um, – who were we just talking about? I just blanked Chelsea. out. Sorry. I'm going to lean with Chelsea here and go with the Blues. Um, Aquela, the old, Barcelona, the old Barcelona strikers over there at the Atletico, right? His name's slipping my mind right now. Suarez, uh, yeah, he's there. He's over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna no. go Atletico here. I like what they did against Bayern. They kept it close. It was one to one. I think Chelsea's not gonna be able to do it. I think I'm gonna go Atletico here. All right. so, this okay. next one just needs to not even be talked about. This is like when we're talking about women's fights, uh, breaking them down in the MMA portion, where we kind of just skim by it. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Lazio at plus four seventy five. Versus your defending champs, Bayern Munich at minus one ninety, almost. Minus and the favorites, I would say. Give me Bayern. Yeah, Bayern. You know, I, I don't want to just hear "Give me Bayern." I want to see a goal scoring prediction. <clears throat> Bayern by how many? Four to one. Four to one. I like that. Yeah, give me give me five zero. Five zero. I'm, I'm gonna take a three zero Bayern. All right, February 24th, we move to what should be one of the funner matchups. High-scoring team, Atalanta, versus Real Madrid, who's been on the struggles right now. So who we got here, guys? Atalanta's coming in at plus 220. Real Madrid's at plus 105. They are the favorites, but... I like Atalanta. 
I like I've been a fan of Atlanta since their run last year. Um, I'm I'm rolling with them. They've been playing well too. They weren't projected to advance, but I forget. I like to see the goals they scored, right? They're super offensive. Yeah. Always take the overs with them. For sure. Well, the Italian league in general is just you see a lot of goals, kind of like the German league. It's very goal friendly. But yeah, I like Atlanta here. I mean, obviously they're playing a powerhouse in Real Madrid and definitely a more superior team, but I think that they can pull it off. They're offensive enough. Uh, I'm going to go with Real Madrid here to pull this one off. I, I like the the brand of soccer that they play. Benzema has been playing really, really well. Sure. Um, he's in some of the best form of his career, so I, I'm going to go with them to, to pull it off. All right, and I'm going to butcher this name, but it's also the February 24th matchup. Arusha Mönchengladbach. That's yeah. that probably as close as Gladbach. I can get to it. Yeah. Uh, another matchup that we really don't have to talk much about. I don't think, in my opinion, they got Man City. Uh, Arusha's plus 450. Man City's coming in at minus 175. You kind of hate to see some of these teams get these. I'm not going to call them bye weeks, but they're not playing the PSGs and Barcelonas. You know, they're, they're getting Arusha. I mean... Mach and Gladbach can they can play, bro? Yeah, give me some Gladbach here. Give me some Gladbach to pull off the upset. Wow, I, I, I like I goals like in this I one. Like I like I like goals in this one. I think uh, Gladbach scores at least. I think three three one uh, three two something like that. I'm, I'm not a city fan, but yeah, yeah, I'm not city fan, but I'm gonna take them four uh, one. All right. Well, that's it for Champions League. You guys have anything that you want to mention? Any matchup to look forward to, or just even some EPL talk? I know Tottenham. Yeah. Look forward to Tottenham off. fucking winning this tournament next year. That's what y'all should look forward to. Are they in Europa right now? Is that what's going yeah. on? Yeah, we're about to win Europa. Get if you win Europa, are you automatically in Champions? Or yeah, what? you're automatically in Champions, Ooh. and you get to play the Champions League champion. Fire! Are we gonna? We're pro, uh, Real. Oh no, Real Madrid stayed in, but there's a couple of teams out there in Europa now. Isn't Liverpool playing in Europa? Nope. Just no. Just talking about being in Champions. That's true. There's another really good team playing in Europa. Maybe it's Man U then. It probably yeah, Manu's playing in Europa. Manu's so, playing in Europa. There's a couple of teams that it, it, there'll be some good games in the Europa final uh, semis and finals with the the teams that dropped out of the these knockout stages of champions have an opportunity to jump into the Europa tournament. Yeah, like Man United. Yeah, have y'all been paying the EPL? Paying attention to the EPL? It's close yeah. race again. Close race. The top of the table. Top of the yeah. table stacked, but I think Liverpool gonna start pulling away. They, they got a big win against us at Firmino goal, man. I really thought it was going to be a draw, and in the 91st minute, he hit a header off of a corner to get them the 2-1 to one win. If I'm interested to see how heartbreaking. Uh, heartbreaking. how City finishes the year. Like, if they don't – because right now they're sitting eighth in the EPL, and if they don't win Champions League, I wonder if that means anything for, for Pep. Is he one of those guys that's, like, untouchable, or do you think there's some – uh, there's been rumors scenario that he could leave. There's been rumors, right, that he was going to leave as of recently. Didn't he just sign a new deal there? Yeah, I think what happens with Pep if he doesn't do good, doesn't win the Champions League, if they don't find a way to pull Messi by any by any chance, he's gone. 
Damn it, boy. I think it's contingent on him being able to pull Messi over. Well, the odds are stacked against him. I'll tell you that. Why? I mean, uh, Messi because Bayern Munich is in the Champions League, and that Messi buyout we saw is no. But by next year, it's over. The contract's over. He just has to play this year out. Wow. Then why would anybody buy him out for a billion dollars? I would have been stupid. Well, he remember he wasn't the buyout for a million. The clause Messi was claiming was that he was able to go free. Because he fulfilled the duty, but the new season started according to Barcelona, and that's that was the holdup. Oh, because the new season. So had the new season not started, then because he remember Corona it. postponed the uh, last right. season. Right, right, right. Okay, I got it's you. Conflicting man with that situation. Got you. Yeah. So definitely keep an eye out for the EPL, guys. If you're into soccer, it's getting hot right now. Uh, of course, it's kind of hard to find being on. Uh, Peacock and being on NBC Sports, you never know uh, who's going to be hosting. But yeah, keep an eye out. It's definitely a fun league, and it's it's getting hot out there. So. All right. All right. Well, NBA's here, guys. December twenty second. It's the shortest off season in NBA history for the champions. Uh, if you're the Los Angeles Lakers and the Heat, you've had seventy one days in between the the last game. And uh, today, well, the Lakers are playing on the 71st day. So uh, pretty crazy. Uh, like I just said, the Lakers are going to get their, their rings tonight in the opening game against the Clippers. And then right now we got the, the Nets. I think the last we looked at, uh, they were taking it to the Warriors. Um, so the Warriors. that's okay. Katie looking and like the team in the Katie, league still. Katie and Kyrie looking like that's a good pairing. And Katie looks like he hasn't lost a step. Uh, but speaking of the Nets, you know, they were a team that recently uh, they've been involved in some trade talks. They've been trying to pair up, you know, a former teammate of Kevin Durant's, uh, one James Harden, who James Harden recently, as you guys know, uh, just came back from the COVID protocols because he was out, you know, enjoying himself in the offseason. We just mentioned the shortest offseason that there's been in the NBA history. He was just having a little bit of fun, but he's been back. He's been in practice. And apparently, uh, he got into a little kerfuffle. He got into a little a little scuffle uh, with one of his uh, rookie teammates. Uh, resulted in James Harden throwing a basketball at him. Uh, ben, do you have any insight on this? Our, our Houston yeah, insider. Uh, what, what's the word on Twitter? Well, I want to ask you: Did you read the article or the headline? Yeah, I just read the headline, man. You know yeah. me; I'm it a was, Rockets fan. It was clickbait. Kind of it was clickbait. Um, it, it was a good practice. There's been pictures of James Harden in that same rookie training earlier this summer. Um, rookie out of Arkansas, a guy that's going to be getting rotation minutes, Tate. But no, Silas talked about it. Yeah, Silas talked about it today, and he said it's a competitive practice, and that's what we want. The ball didn't hit anybody. The ball was thrown out of frustration because so, he was playing yeah. defense on James Harden. No, yeah, nobody yeah. got hit. Nothing. You don't you don't think that frustration might mean that he's, you know, currently frustrated with his situation with the Rockets? You don't think that might have anything to do with it? I'm just oh, playing I, a little devil's advocate. I mean, it irritated well, a little bit easily. It, it it very well could, and as we've seen, we've seen the Rockets open up trade talks with teams like the Raptors and the Nuggets uh, recently. the The Heat have pulled themselves out of talks. The Nets have pulled themselves out of talks. Daryl Morey's still over there capping, acting like he's not going to include Ben Simmons in a deal. No, I, uh, I believe he said now that that is on the table. Well, I think that they're waiting for – honestly, I think that they're waiting for January 1st when Maxie, the rookie out of Kentucky, 
um, can be included in trades, and I think it's going to be Ben Simmons, Thibault, and Maxi, and a pick or two for James Harden and P.J. Tucker. That's what I think is going to happen uh, as soon as the New Year starts. That's my prediction. Well, I mean, he's going to start the season tomorrow with the team. So for sure. We'll, 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 see it. we'll see how it gets started. Uh, do you think he's going to come out and play hard? Do you think he's going to come out and, and be the same hard in, as old and average 30 and 30 and 10? Uh, John Wall has said that since Harden sh- has showed up, I mean, he's been all basketball and he's been zoned in. I don't see why he would be showing up and not be wanting a ball. I mean, for, we know Harden and we know that he likes his stats. So I don't, I don't see him not trying in the games or anything like that. Uh, we play the Thunder tomorrow, and I expect us to beat them just like we did in game seven of the playoffs last year. What about you, Justin? What do you think about this whole situation? You know, it's just it's it's time. It's only a ticking bomb for me. I think he's very disgruntled. Um, we saw him again at another party with strippers again. You know, he's living the life. I don't think his focus is on basketball as long as he's in Houston. And if I was a Houston fan, I'd be looking forward to get something for him and trying to get him out. Uh, he's he's done what he could for your team, but James Harden is not going to win you a championship. He's not going to do anything for you as far as that goes. You need to start focusing with this new coach on the pieces and the players that you really can to further your team's success. Harden's not the way to go about it now. Um, yeah. So uh, he's out. And Ben probably is correct. January 1st, if they can include that kid from Kentucky, we'll see it from there. Uh, I agree with you. I, th- I think he's out. I-, I think he does want to win a championship. I just think he his mind is set on being out of Houston. Um, I, I think that much is true. Uh, to what lengths he'll go to go, to do it, I don't know. I think ultimately he's going to show up and, like Ben said, he's going to come out and play hard, and I think he's going to score 30 points a game. That's just what James Harden has come to do. Uh, well, but for, well, but for how long? Tell you, uh, I don't know. Hung over. Hung over. Probably, too. Well, I think the key, honestly, that we saw was when he declined the $100 million extension or the $50 million, whatever that – extension was for two years yeah if he declined that when you he's gone that's it and well, speaking of you know sign, uh, signing extensions and uh not being able to and you know having a question of whether or not this player wanted to come back or not yeah. uh the the big fish is signed or at least uh the expected fish for the 2021 uh free agency class and that's uh Giannis Antetokounmpo uh he signed his deal Five years, what was it, 220 million or 222? I think I might be butchering that. Supermax, I believe. So uh, it's a supermax. Yeah. So he he uh, signed where uh, he was going to be able to make the most money because that's the team. The only team is the the home team that's able to offer that extra year uh, of salary to you that really takes you over the top and makes it the supermax. And uh, I, to my surprise, he signed the the deal. So uh, Giannis is going to be a buck for the foreseeable future. Uh, I think they they've proved that they're willing to do whatever it takes to try and uh, keep him and to make him happy in, in terms of their roster moves. I don't think it's all worked out for them. I think maybe some of the moves have been questionable as far as uh, what happened with Bogdan Bogdanovic, uh, whether or not they gave up too much to get Drew Holiday. But nonetheless, uh, the Bucks have proven time and time again uh, that they want to put the most competitive team that they can around Giannis. And I think Giannis sees that, and he also sees the extra, uh, the extra checks. But I've also think uh, that Giannis has proven that he's not one of these other guys that we've seen. And I'm not trying to pick on the guy. I know we, we make fun of him a, a little bit the past couple podcasts, 
Paul George. I don't think he's kind of of that ilk where he's going to, you know, jump to where he thinks his odds improve. Uh, I think he's one of those guys, and I think he proved it with his contract, that he wants it to happen around him, and he's going to try and do it on his terms with that team. So uh, kudos to Giannis. Yeah, I think that he really did himself and the Bucks a favor by doing this. Uh, him, he would have been answering those questions that KD, Kawhi, and all those guys had to AD had to answer that whole last year of their contract. And he pretty much said, you know, this city, I, I love this city, and it seems like he really is loved in that city. Um, they made him feel loved in that city, and like you said, they tried getting him help. They got him Drew Holiday. Everybody always said. Middleton is not a number two. Well, now he's a number three, and I would say Drew Hall Drew Holiday's yeah, Drew number, Holiday is number two. So they even got hit with that tampering, um, that tampering charge and penalty where they lost the second round draft pick for Bogdanovich. Um, so they went out of their way to try and improve the team around Giannis, and it's good that he that he committed to them. Kind of set the picture for next year's free agency and as far as teams like the Heat and other teams in the East really going after Harden now, knowing that Giannis is staying in in, uh, in Milwaukee. Well, I'm just going to, you know, rain on his parade. Congratulations on your millions, Giannis, but apparently you don't want to win championships because you're not going to win one there at the Bucks. Well, right. You're just saying that because there's a little word that he might want to go play with the Lakers or something, Justin. Are, are you mad that he didn't go? With I, the- I am not mad. <laughs> I would have loved to have had him. Yeah, remember he was saying what? that two episodes ago? The, the, what I got to say here is that Giannis is not going to win a championship. Definitely. He, he needs to improve just so that they can get better in the playoffs. And I don't think he improved in these past 71 days. So I'm not even worried about him seeing him in the finals or anything like that. I, I I just hope that with all these millions, he can build his own basketball court at his house so he won't be crying about not being able to practice because of COVID and that he doesn't have a court at home, yeah. so on and so on. Congratulations, Giannis, but you didn't gain no ship. In other contract news, didn't Kawhi Leonard decline uh, an extension? From he the did Clippers? decline an extension. He did. And he just says he wants to just focus on this year. And alienating another fan base as Kawhi can only keeping his options open, keeping his and, and they give that big contract to Paul George. I kind of I, I would have thought that they would have left the options open on seeing who they could team up with Kawhi or if they were going to have an option. Now it seems like well, Paul George is locked in there for the next five years. So Kawhi, if you're going to resign, that's going to be your number two. Yeah, I think Here's the pretty- thing. I don't know if you all heard, Flippers and Jerry West just came out. With some issues, right? About, about how, how they, they got why the voicemails are out there. You can listen to them. What about the voicemails, Justin? Do you know anything about that? So I don't know if y'all heard some of these voicemails. They're like uh, the guy, the, whoever the creditor was, who lent like two point five million to Uncle Dennis and bought him a house. Yeah. He wants his money back, and Jerry West is saying, "Oh, you don't want him to go to L.A. Oh, you know that the Lakers are a sh- show." He said, "They were and, a shit show." Uh, yeah, and so I can't believe Jerry West. I guess you know, I thought it's he Jerry was, West, but I mean, didn't the Lakers do him dirty? What's up? Didn't the Lakers do him dirty? Oh, why, why do we do him dirty? I thought that they wasn't he their GM at a time, and then or no? Oh, no, 
He oh, okay. I thought that he held some sort of office within the Lakers and he got let go. Nah, he was going to state and then he moved over to the Clippers and Steve Ballmer. It's Jerry West. I, I, you can't do anything to him. He he's a legend. He he's an architect of too many too many great teams. But um, as far as the the honest thing though, I I do think there's a championship in his in his future. He's too good of a player. I think not to win. LeBron's going to retire. Wait to Milwaukee, the Roland? He's younger than – yeah, I, I think he'll win one with Milwaukee. I think he's – he's. I mean, he has him in the number one seed by himself. I mean, he's run into that wall defense that the teams like to play against him, and his guys have, haven't been coming through for him. I mean, he's got to drop a bucket. Who's his number two? Because if he's going to win a championship, he's not doing it alone. He's not good enough. Well, a big Drew Holiday guy, so he might be. I think, I think it might be with Drew Holiday. I, I don't know if this, the team currently – they still need another guy to step up. I think a, a guy like Devontae DiVincenzo or Dante DiVincenzo is a guy that can step up and, and maybe give them some big minutes that they weren't getting last year. But uh, the way that the team's currently constructed, they're going to be a, the one or two seed in the East. Yeah, no uh, doubt. He's going to win. He gets his minutes. He's going to win, but he's not better to get you the championship. We saw what yeah, he was in the and, playoffs. And I, and I don't think they'll beat the Nets, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, I, I do think that they're going to win a championship. The landscape of the NBA changes often, and he's set there for five years. So I, I think uh, he's he's going to win one with the Bucks. So you think, but you think Drew's a, a good enough player to help that cha- make that championship come true? I think so. I think so. Drew Holiday, he's a, he's a good two-way player. Uh, he's proven to hit the three. Uh, whether or not he can do it in the big spots, because these are going to be some spots he's never played in before. He's, he's played usually on some bad teams, but uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I, again, though, I, I think this just comes to say, because I'm saying that I think he can, he has that potential, but when he doesn't, I think we got to have that same conversation if he doesn't with Giannis being, hey, you're the guy. They went out and got all these these pieces for you, for you. Excuse me. You're not coming through. What what's going on here? Because that's what we that's what we do to James Harden. That's what happens to uh, LeBron James. He doesn't win. Um, it, it's just, he needs the same treatment, and he doesn't get that treatment sometimes. I feel. So uh, that just leads us on to you know the next big topic, and I think it'll be a little bit more general. I just want to open it up. It's the NBA preview, you know, I'm just ask you guys a couple questions, uh, what you guys think. And, uh, you know, we can go ahead and discuss from there. Uh, the first question, I'm going to keep it pretty simple is, uh, Lakers. I think we went over this a little bit. So of the last podcast, so if you want to go quickly, it's fine. Do you, Lakers are the field, um, in the, the championship race this year. Do you think the Lakers, uh, did enough in the off season to, to stay number one, uh, going into the season and, put themselves in a good enough position to repeat or do you feel confident enough in somebody in the field this year coming up and taking them out? I'll take the field if I can get the field. Yeah. Okay. Just because there's a lot of, I mean, maybe the heat again. Um, we'll see where Harden ends up. Well, the nets look really damn good. I just don't know who would check AD. I know it's not going to be DeAndre Jordan. I don't think that they're KD not the to win it though. They're going to score a crazy amount of points during the season. Yeah, that's that's what I think. You need defense, right? But I mean, it's the field. So if I can get the field against just one team, give me the field. I do think that the Lakers are rightfully favored. I think that on paper and coming in, they're going to be the favorites. 
What I, I just want to see how many games these guys sit out because they've already said that they're going to sit out a couple of games at the beginning of the year. I want to see if it affects the seating and not having to play in the bubble and stay in the best hotel and walk downstairs and play a game and actually having to travel. Um, so give me the field if I can get the field. Okay. And so from the field, you said that you like the Nets. I like the Nets. I like the Heat. If Harden ends up with Philly, I could see Philly coming out of the East. I'm not. I don't know if Joel Embiid and James Harden. Although that Joel Embiid and AD matchup, I would love to see. I would really like to see that. Um, Tobias Harris would be the one checking LeBron. That'd be bad news. Yeah. But I mean, he has I, a crazy I, contract. Tobias yeah, Harris has a crazy contract. Um, we, the Clippers have a big redemption season, man. They they let they let themselves they let a lot of people down last year. Um, they really shit the bed, and like you said, Kawhi heard a lot of it. Paul George heard a lot of it, and that does need to start happening with Giannis. It needs to start happening with Steph Curry. It needs to start happening with some of these guys who are media darlings. But uh, out of the West, I think only the Clippers. And maybe the Nuggets, because the Nuggets have also been rumored to land James Harden. I think that Jokic and Harden would be really nice. I think that that'd be really see, nice. See Jamal Murray take another step forward, and then maybe Michael Porter Jr. takes another step forward for a full season. He showed some promise in the bubble. Yeah, even if they don't get Harden, you're right. Even if they don't get the Nuggets trade would be Murray and Michael Porter. Ooh. Harden. I was telling Justin that I would have thought it would have just been like Murray and picks. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big Michael Porter fan to first of all. Um, but I think that that's what the Denver Nuggets success relies on. If they're going to make that next step, it really relies on him being um, a consistent starter. I'm not saying that he has to average 20, but he has to give you consistent 15 points nightly, I believe. Yeah, and, and the Nuggets did lose, you know, some core guys that like they don't have Grant anymore. Sure, no more Grant. Yeah, he, he should be uh, stepping in right there for his you No know, more Tory Craig. Um, so, yeah, they lost some guys. But, uh, Justin, just to circle back to you, because I know you're a big Lakers fan. You, you got the Lakers. You're putting your money on them, uh, your hard-earned money uh, on, on the Lakers this season. And hoping like, I'm going to put my money there. on the Lakers this season because I think if we're going to win another championship, it's going to be this year. Wow, LeBron still has it. I think in two or three years when LeBron's not going to be at that same level, we're not going to be favored to win championships unless we get somebody else to go alongside AD. So realistically, looking at it, right now is the time to strike when it's hot. We are favored among the field to do it. And I like the pickups that we got on the offseason. That I think they really helped. As far as on the defensive end, when it comes to playoff times, I think that's going to be the key there. So give me uh, the Lakers for now, because if it's if it's not this year, I don't see us winning another one for five years plus. Yeah, I, I got the Lakers too. You know, I usually I would go the field, I would go with Ben. I'm high on the Nets this year. I think the Nets are going to come out of the East. I've seen all that I need to see out of KD. He looks pretty good, even if he's not at a hundred percent. He looks he's like he's pretty close. It looks like he's I at ninety percent. But yeah, the Nets. That's my team out of the East, but. Uh, if I were to put my money on anybody today, it's for sure the Lakers. You know, they, they won the championship in the bubble. Uh, say what you will about that, whether or not there's an asterisk, whether or not you think it was easy or not. I'm on the side that I think playing in the bubble was kind of tough uh, in terms of the mental aspect. You, you know, you're shut off from everything else. All you had to think about is basketball. 
Um, sometimes you might not want to think about that. You need something to digress. You just didn't have that option in the bubble. But anyways, uh, I don't want to digress too much and, and talk about that. Uh, Justin hit the nail on the nail in the coffin. They reloaded. I mean, you talk about adding Montres Harrell, getting him to sign over from the Clippers, just a sixth man of the year candidate. Uh, you get Dennis Schroeder. You add Mark Gasol. Uh, you have, you know, some guys that look like they're going to step up this year. Um, a big Lake, Lakers fan, T THT, a lot of guys like him coming out. And then you you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis who uh, look like, you know, a perfect pairing uh, in the playoffs. You know, that they really look like they were gelling, and that's what the Lakers envisioned when they signed them, uh, the type of ball that they played off of each other. And, man, Anthony Davis stepping into another year of his prime. Uh, the only thing is with this guy, you just got to hope he knock on wood because I, I love him as a player. He stays healthy the whole year, and if he does, put the championship in the bag because Justin said it right. Uh, the Lakers are going to win another championship. It's this one because I think the the Nets is currently constructed. They can get it done, but I still think a, a lot of their pieces that they're going to be asked to step up are going to be asked to step up for the first time in meaningful games, and I usually don't like the way that that rolls. So that's the only reason why I'm not picking the Nets to win the championship this year. Um, so, yeah, I like the Lakers. So that wraps up the team. Uh, before we get to MVP, uh, I do want to ask, is there any like storyline that you guys are paying attention to, Ben? I mean, obviously you're, you're glued to what, whether or not Harden uh, stays um, on the, the Rockets or not. Personally, I liked one that you brought up, and that's uh, the Clippers redemption tour. Uh, I think the Clippers, it's, it's a big question mark how they, they recover this year and uh, whether or not, you know, they're superstars and Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George are really about it because there's a lot of guys questioning them, questioning their mindset, questioning whether they're all in um, and whether or not, you know, these guys are, uh, well, we all know Kawhi can, can win a championship, but uh, whether or not, you know, Paul George really has that stuff. Uh, so I'm going to be paying attention to the Clippers uh, this year. Uh, Justin, is there anything else uh, you want the fans to look at as far as storylines? I have a few storylines that I'm going to be paying attention to this year. Starting with number one, I haven't okay. had a favorite basketball player since Kobe Bryant. And when Kobe Bryant retired, I just, you know, liked the Lakers, but I didn't have a favorite basketball player. Anthony Davis has filled that role for me now. He is officially my new favorite basketball player. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be following official. him. Closely. It's official. Uh, it's official. Got the authentic jersey coming in because of it. Um, I'm going to be following him closely. Number two, I'm going to be following the Nets because I want to see – what I think could be, and I, I, I hate to say this because mental health is no joke, but I want to follow Cor, uh, Kyrie because this whole thing with the saging, <laughs> I'm weird for me. I just want to follow that what that is, man, because he called himself an artist the other night. Bro, you're a basketball player. I don't know about an artist. What you do is art maybe on the floor, but you're not an artist. It's, it's, just, it's just weird the way he didn't want to talk to the media. And I want to see how a new coach and Steve Nash will handle that. Another thing I want to see is what kind of defense does he develop because Steve Nash wasn't the best defensive guy himself. So how is he going to teach these guys to be more defensive? Because I think that's their only problem. And the lastly thing that I want to follow is what's going to happen, as you mentioned before, with the Clippers. Because I already see... Uh, Kawhi is kind of alienating this fan base by declining that extension, saying we're only going to talk about this year, only want to focus about this year. 
I have a feeling that team might blow up, man. I really do. The okay. chemistry doesn't seem like it's there for me. We'll see. Well, Those are the three things I'm looking forward to the most. It's going to be weird I, for that team to blow up with uh, why don't, Paul George signing that contract. Why don't, why don't we pay attention to the Warriors this year, man, and see if – like, I mean, I, I know – do Clay, bro. What? Without Clay? I mean, but I've seen a lot of predictions that have them as a playoff team this year. Do you all think that they're a playoff team? I think they can be a playoff team. I do. Uh, see, and I don't see them having a shot at the playoffs. I think if if the if they, I think that the Suns have a way better shot at the playoffs than the Warriors do. On if paper. that makes any sense. So but I, I like the the Warriors as a storyline, uh, and Steph Curry. You know his. You know what what him being the best player on a team really means. Because yes, Clay's out, but this could be another Steph could get back to MVP form if he's just putting up the numbers and gets them in the playoffs. I mean, we've seen guys do it like Russell Westbrook as a sixth seed in the playoffs. The usage who, is gonna be there. Who goes away from the top eight? Would Oklahoma City be the one that gets out? Well, a yeah, lot of people are saying the Rockets also miss the playoffs. So it could be the Rockets and OKC. You're already looking at two teams right there. That's another storyline. Do the Rockets make the playoffs? Yeah, Steph's not going to do it by himself, though. I mean, he he needs another. He needs at least Wiggins or somebody to Ubre to step up. I don't know who the number two is there, but the uh, Wiggins will be their number two. Uh, I, I like uh, the Rockets to make the playoffs if if James Harden stays there. If he doesn't, I think it becomes. But more I mean, we all said that it's inevitable that he's going to get traded. Well then, no, I wouldn't like them to make the playoffs if he gets traded mid-year. It's a, it's a contingency. Yeah, James Harden stays. They make playoffs if they don't. They I know, don't. but I mean, so we all think that the, he gets traded, right? By the end of the year, I thought that yeah, we had all. Come to that. So you got to think that the the Thunder and the Rockets are going to be out of the playoffs if he, if you're saying that they don't make it if he gets yeah, so traded. If that's the case. Give me the Suns and give me the Blazers. Blazers. So the last one that I want to pay attention to i like you guys' picks there um is do you guys think luca takes that next step and becomes the mvp that everybody's calling him for he seems to be the consensus dark horse pick to win mvp or everybody's uh pick to make that next step to superstardom and solidify himself there and i think it's really i mean he was having a good season he was having a great season don't get me wrong but i really think his performance in the bubble kind of amplified a lot of this and, and the big shots that he hit. Um, so do you guys like Luca as an MVP candidate this year? This is something I'm going to be paying attention he's, to. He's the favorite right now. I don't think that he wins it. No, I actually have like some outsider picks that I think are good shots at winning it. But Luca right now is the favorite. Porzingis is going to be out. The usage is going to be up. Yeah, for sure. But I thought that's the same reason Curry had a good chance this year, but if they're not winning many games and he's not going to have a shot, my MVP and a guy that I I think that some number twos have a shot at MVP this season. Two guys that I think are not the main player on their team, but they're the number two. I think AD mm -hmm. could have an MVP season, and I think Kyrie Irving can have an MVP season. Um, I, One guy from the East and one guy from the West, I want to take a stab at – one from each conference, but those would be my picks to win MVP. I think that Kyrie or, or AD could – I thought AD had some argument last year. Um, obviously, yeah. people people were higher on LeBron, though, but um, I thought AD had some argument last year. That's my pick, AD, for the Western Conference. And if 
what if Kevin Durant's doing tonight is any indication of what he's going to be able to do all season long if that Achilles holds up, he's looking like the best player in the world again right now. So it would have to be KD on that side if that's the case. That's fair. Yeah, I'm going to steal your pick on the East, Justin. Uh, Kevin Durant's my guy. If, if he stays healthy, I, I really like his odds. And you know what? I am gonna I am gonna go with the favorite here, and I, I do think Luca is gonna do enough to to put up numbers, and I think he's gonna have the 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 Mavericks in a competitive enough spot to to stay competitive and and be considered for the the MVP. Um, so yeah, that's where I'm going uh, with those two picks. Um, so my next one is you know who who do you guys think what, what's a bold prediction for? Uh, a team to make the playoffs, uh, like we were just talking about recently, uh, with um, who's going to bump out. Um, or, or who are we just talking about to make the playoffs? I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, we were talking they, about they, like, the, the Warriors. Who's going to who's going to miss uh, the playoffs in the West for the Warriors to make the playoffs? Excuse I, me. I think everybody's like the the popular pick is the Suns, right? The Suns. Yep. I think everybody yeah, expects, expects them to take that jump forward. And I'll just run with that, bro, because I don't think that they're going to be very wrong. A team with Booker, Aiton, and Chris Paul. um, The Pelicans also are a candidate for that, but I'm not going to buy into all the hype just yet. Um, I'm not going to buy into all that hype, but I think the Pelicans definitely have a shot at that ace spot. The Suns are in for sure. The Suns are going to take one of those spots. They'll take Thunder spot. Whoever you want to say is going to fall out, but the Suns will be in the playoffs. Oh, just real quick on the Pelicans, doesn't look like they're going to renew Lonzo, so he'll be a free agent. He's going to play with uh, Lamelo next year. Yeah, they're going to sign Jello back to the Lakers and play off the bench. I would like that. That I think he was pretty good with the Lakers. He just ended up getting uh, involved in the that trade, but. Um, my my team that I like out of the West uh, that didn't make the playoffs last year uh, that I think is going to make it this year. Again, I think Ben knocked it on uh, the head with the Suns, but I'm going to go ahead and change it up. I, I like the the Pelicans. I like the Pelicans. If if Zion Williamson is healthy, you take away his minutes restriction. Uh, the guy changes the game. Uh, he's a beast. If he's going to be uh, helping out on the boards too. Uh, I, I think that that's a really good um, prospect for them. They just added Steven Adams, who's going to help out even more. Uh, Brandon Ingram, they just signed him to a nice deal. You got to think he's going to want to be balling uh, to to justify that deal. Uh, and, and they still got Lonzo Ball and I'm and Eric Bledsoe. I, I think they got Eric Bledsoe as part of that trade with Drew Holiday. So uh, they're they're a little deep at the guard position, but. Um, I think Zion Williamson JJ Redick. and JJ Redick, excuse me, and was Zion Williamson uh, breaking out completely this year? No minutes restriction, playing about thirty minutes a game. He was just talking about how crazy and how different it felt to play for nine straight minutes or ten straight minutes, something that he hadn't really done last year. And talked about how he's finally able to get into grooves in the middle of games. So I really like Zion to break out this year and really uh, show everybody. Uh, why we were so excited about him coming into the league this year. So give me the Pelicans to make the playoffs in the West and the East. I said it last week when we talked Hawks. about the the playoffs or the, the NBA, and I'm going with the Hawks. I like what they've done in the offseason. I think Trey Young uh, takes a step forward this year. Uh, I, I love John Collins. I love his game. Uh, you go ahead and you add Rajon Rondo on the bench. You add uh, Bogdanovich, who is supposed to end up on the um, – 
supposed to end up with the, the Bucks. Uh, so yeah, I, I like the Hawks and what they're doing over there. They just it's all got to come together. So Roland, I and Gallinari, they added Gallinari too. The shooter, I would have taken your pick with what the Hawks did, but I'm going to do something different, and I'm going to go with the Wizards with the addition of Westbrook. That was the other team. I like that. Yeah, they'll be missing Hachimura for like the first month and a half of the season, but they have Davila, that new guy who maybe will jump. get. Yeah, maybe he'll get in there for rookie of the year. They got Westbrook, they got Beal, they got Bertans. The Wizards should be in the playoffs too. Sure. No, and they, I think they they were about to make the playoffs. They were on the cusp of this last year. No, nope. they got invited to the bubble. Yeah, the um, Magic won't be in this year. Yeah, the Magic will drop out for sure. Cole, speaking of the Magic, I do want to say Cole Anthony looks like he's going to be a nice uh, little addition. He he looks like a, a nice offensive spark. He's a point guard that they drafted. I'm yep. um, over there. Uh, but, Justin, uh, you know, before we end the the NBA section for today, uh, you know, you are a Lakers fan, and we just mentioned at the top of the segment that this is the shortest, you know, offseason for a champion ever. So, you know, I'm, I want to give you the platform to, you know, get out anything that you want to get out as a, as a champion because, as you know, you guys are getting the rings tonight against the Clippers uh, opening night that will probably be editing the podcast or still potting when the, the game tips off. But, Anything you want to say as a, as a champion? Yeah, you know, I just want to thank the Clippers for keeping <laughs> their word true about uh, being here on opening night, uh, getting to see the banners and getting the rings. Um, they were right about that. They were just wrong about which team was going to get the rings and which team was going to get the banners. It's the Lakers and not the Clippers. But they're going to show up. So uh, and that's what they said. They would be yeah. there. And uh, definitely it's happening. So thank you, Clipper Nation, for uh, being there. Appreciate no you. banner, no banner will be going up tonight. Just FYI, the rings will be passed. But no banner, no, no banner. But it's just because the Clippers said last year, next year opening night would be them. And uh, oh, did they? So they're, there. Yeah. they're definitely there in LA watching. <laughs> they kept their you, true. And they're probably going to win tonight too. The Clippers. A ah. couple, couple more, couple more questions for you before we we get off this topic. Uh, Aster, just so it's all out there. This is the last time we'll talk about it. Asterisk or no asterisk for this last championship, Justin? Sure. Got to let it. You know, people want to know. And they say, oh, you know, LeBron got that rest. You know, he got that rest and it was. Hyperbolic chamber. Him, you know, but I'm going to say this every other freaking player got that rest too. Everybody got that time off and chose what to do with that time off, what they wanted to do. It was fair. Everybody was on an even playing field. Everybody had. Catering, not one person was. People say that nicer hotels than others. Let's not act like that didn't. Okay, so you had a nicer hotel room. You still covered. You still had a roof over your head. If if my bed has bed bugs, I might not play this thing. Yeah, your bed have bed bugs there. Either way, to me, it was the the way they did it right. It was a fair playing field for everybody. We got it done. Had anybody else's team got it done? If Houston Rockets would have pulled away, Ben would have said, "This is the real deal." So, okay. It benefits, an older, it benefits an older LeBron James. It benefits it's anybody. They being don't in have a bubble, not have to travel at all. Did Harden go have to rest at all? Because he was out of the field. I was not caring about your team. Like, not my fault, buddy. While it's they're me. over here pinning shit on Daniel House just for opening his fucking hotel. Well, Daniel House was going to change that series. Come on. He offered that woman a place to sleep. She she was cold. <laughs> it was, it was, I thought I thought it was NBA cares. He's a nice guy. NBA, NBA cares. 
Dang. All right. Well, I have one more question uh, for you. Um, Space Jam, is it a go for you? Oh, no, actually, two two questions. One more. One. I'm sorry. Let me add one more. Oh, to that. I'm sorry. Are you okay with LeBron having a mural now in L.A.? Murals, you're okay with it now? That was a big... Um, you got to ask these Kobe fans, bro. They're the yeah. ones that hated LeBron yeah. forever. He signed the extension. He can have what he wants. He brought a ship. It's He's the best Laker of all time about. already. He's going to do his movie. I'm okay with him having what he wants there. If he wants a mural, give him the mural. Yeah. He's going to end up right. I mean. In a couple of years, the arena will be named after him, bro. Put it to clutch sports, baby. That's what it is. It's the NBA of clutch sports. Well, that was uh, the NBA topic or the NBA segment for this week. And uh, let's get on with it. Well, I think this is everybody's, you know, favorite favorite segment each week. I know this is probably my favorite segment. It's uh, the hottest league in the that's going on right now in the sports world, it's the NFL. And, you know, we're going to lead it off with, you know, a team that, you know, for the better part of the year, you know, were thought to be a, a favorite. Front runner. They were a front runner, you know, to potentially, you know, challenge the Chiefs out of the AFC, potentially win the championship. They were the last team that was undefeated. I'm talking about no other than the Pittsburgh Steelers, who after last night are now losers of three in a row. Uh, they would go from being 11 and 0, uh, starting the the season off on a great trajectory. Uh, had a chance to, you know, lock up the, the one seed since the Chiefs fell and got that one loss. They, they really had the leg up on them, but they since squandered that. They had a chance at still fighting for the one seed, but you got to think that's over with now. You don't think the Chiefs are going to drop two um, and, and lose that one seed. So uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't looking very good. Um, I think some of it in the beginning of the year, I'm gonna. There's a lot to unpack here, so I'm just gonna unpack it all and let you guys kind of react. Uh, start 11 and 0 against some questionable competition. You know, they they won against the Giants, they won against the Broncos, they beat the Texans, they beat the Eagles, they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Bengals, they beat the Jaguars, um, and then they they have beaten the Ravens twice, and they beat Tennessee um, in that epic comeback game. I think they were up and Tennessee came back on them, something like that, but they won that game 27 to uh, 24. And they since lost to Buffalo, Washington and Cincinnati. Uh, so 11 and three, you got big Ben who was kind of looking good in the beginning of the year. He has a lot of weapons around him. Uh, Deontay Johnson had been injured, but he's back now. You got Juju who's been looking to have a resurgence uh, this year. Chase Claypool, has really stepped up and has been a weapon. Eric Ebron looks like a beast, but these past couple of games, Big Ben has not looked very good. Uh, this past game against the Bengals, I think he finished it with under 200 yards passing. Uh, he was terribly inaccurate uh, for a lot of the game. Um, he was His passer rating was 62. Uh, he was underthrowing a lot of receivers. The big knock on him this year is his arm has looked to have, you know, kind of fallen off a cliff. He was averaging this past game four yards in attempt, four and a half yards in attempt. He's averaging the lowest yards in attempt per his whole career. I don't, I don't think he's averaged lower than uh, seven yards in attempt, but this year he's coming in at uh, six and a half yards. Um, his, his previous low was seven and a half, I think. So he's coming in a full yard lower. Uh, he's not pushing the ball down the field. He, he's not as accurate. Uh, the run game has been kind of dismal. And then you have this whole thing with 
uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's you know going out and, and dancing on um, opponents' uh, fifty-yard uh, fifty-yard logos and dancing on the logo over there um, every game, adding more fuel to the fire, as if you know you didn't, as if you didn't need to motivate a team that's looking to knock off uh, a team that's eleven and zero, eleven and one, eleven and two, eleven and three. He's still doing the dancing. Uh, Tomlin said that he plans to talk to him because it seems to have been mentioned with every loss, you know, asking the other team how they feel about Juju dancing and they need extra motivation. And uh, Tomlin saying is becoming, I guess, too much of a distraction that he's going to talk to Juju about it. So uh, I'm going to leave you guys with this. Do you think the Steelers right now, uh, do you think they have a chance to save their season or, or are they, you know, going downhill too fast and uh, you, they, you don't even think they'll win a playoff game at this point? I think that we, we oh ju just real quick we had a little bit of foresight with this with our Facebook post I think it was two weeks ago talking about was the Pittsburgh Steelers schedule just very you know favorable and kind of easy to say and we had some people say no that it was legit we had some people say that they would finish with two losses here they are three in a row man I don't think that we all any of us saw them losing to the Bengals and Finley at quarterback. Gio Bernard at running back. Um, very out of character game yesterday and a bad division loss for the Steelers. Horrible loss. What, what about you, Justin? Yeah, so I believe the Steelers go as Big Ben goes. And Ben Roethlisberger's arm has gotten worse and worse as the weeks have gone through. I haven't seen him throw a go route in like four or five games now. Um, so none of these receivers are really threats. You know, defenses don't have to play him that way anymore. It doesn't look good. I see – I see they're, they're, they're going to be out in the first – if they get a bye week, they might, right? No, they're not going to get a bye week in the playoffs, are they? It's going to be the Bills and – No, no it's only one, one team. It's only the team. They're, they're going to lose, man, in the, so, in the first game. They, uh, they might play somebody like the Titans or the Colts. They're going to end up 11-5. and five. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna win another game this season. Damn it, boy! Uh, they're gonna lose to Indianapolis at home. I think Indy's gonna come in there and beat them. Indy's a team that's been playing good. They've been playing good defense. Philip Rivers, say what you will about him, he's been playing better than Big Ben. And I, I just like the way Indy's trending right now. And then to finish the game, to finish the season off, going into Cleveland, I, I think the Browns are gonna end the season as the AFC North champions. I, I think the Steelers are gonna squander this. It's a little bit of a hot take right now because the Steelers do have the lead, and I think they do own a win over Cleveland. They beat them 38-7 to earlier in the year. Uh, but, again, it's just where are you trending? And I think personally that uh, the water is getting a little too deep in the boat. I don't think the, the Steelers are going to be able to shovel, off, shovel, shovel out enough water to stay safe. I, I think the, the Browns are, going, are uh, on an upward trajectory, and I like the way that they're playing right now. Uh, so that's where I, I'm going to go for the AFC North. So, yeah, I, I don't think the, the Steelers are going to win another game this year. Oh, those are very losable games, too, the Colts and the Browns for the Steelers. So, I, I mean, that's not very far off. But like you said, it is bold just because five in a row to end the year, you can't see them winning a playoff game at that point. No, and that's oh, crazy I because I, I came out I came on here and I think they were still 11-0 at that point saying that Tomlin was my guy for coach of the year. But – I you got to look at the guy also in his division, Stefanski, and the way he's turned around the Browns. 
Yeah. Uh, he, he's got to be a guy that is a leading coach of the year. Uh, talks saw, right now. I saw Joby, a friend of the podcast, tweet yesterday about how he thinks Mike Tomlin's overrated. I mean, I hadn't heard many people say Tomlin was overrated before. We've seen LeBron shouting out Mike Tomlin, you know, two, three weeks ago when the Cedars were still undefeated. But I thought that that was a hot take that he was overrated. He, he's not known to be an X's and O's guy. It's more of a controlling the team. And, like he, he feels the game yeah, and he for sure. off of his gut. He's a very player-friendly coach. I like the guy. I, I, I like Tomlin too. But the X's and O's might catch up to him. For Playing sure. against guys like Andy Reid who are nerds. So, nerds. You know, speaking of trajectory and where teams might be, um, I, I think it's safe to say that the Steelers have probably fallen off of a lot of our uh, – power rankings for the year in terms of the who's who of the league and uh, where we think teams stand uh, amongst each other, regardless of their conference. Uh, I don't think any of us would have the Steelers in our top 10 today. Correct. Uh, All right. So with that said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read off some. some, Well, I'm going to, let me read off some rankings and you guys tell me where you would put the Steelers. um, If any, or if you have a problem with any of the rankings, uh, just go ahead and stop me. I'm just going to read them off. Uh, I think it's safe to say everybody's got the Chiefs at number one. Yeah. Is that fair? Number two, I think can already get a little controversial. Uh, Number two, the list that I'm reading off of has the Bills at number two. I like Um, the Bills here because if you think about the Bills' losses, one of them – if it's not for that freak catch by Hop in the end zone, the Bills have one less loss. I mean, that's very true. That's very true. They got Hail Mary. They got Hail Mary. That's very true. That's a good point, Justin. Um, okay, so would you any any debate there? You guys like the the Bills at number uh, two? Uh, I I'm, I think that the Packers belong at number two myself. Okay. I think that that's that's my Super Bowl prediction right now is Packers and Chiefs. Um, but I'm not mad at the Bills, but I just don't like that they have no running game at all. I I, I don't like that at all for the Bills. So I would put the Packers at two. I can't put the Packers at two because I gotta ask you what defense do they have? I mean, the Bills don't have very, that good of a defense this year. Yeah, the, the Bills' defense isn't as good. Uh, I like the Packers and their defense. They got a good pass rush. And uh, they're balanced, the bro. Are solid. Yeah. Um, I, I like the Packers at number two. I'm not mad at the Bills because they're just they're playing hot right now. I think they're pr- probably the, the hottest team in football other than the Chiefs. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like the Bills there at number two. And, um, yeah, shout out to Josh Allen. That's another guy or another quarterback that's really shot himself into the conversation as, a, you know, being a top seven guy in the league. Uh, top five, maybe, depending who you talk to. Um, Green Bay Packers at number three, so we just had a debate there uh, with them. Uh, and the Bills, we're fine with the the Bills and Packers at two and three. Uh, the Saints in the four spot. You guys fine with the Saints there? Uh, they're at Saints. I'm okay, but they four, are trending down. Ten and four. They just had a close game versus the Chiefs. Uh, they did give up about 400 yards to them. They did play that game without Michael Thomas. And they still gave up for their money. Uh, Michael Thomas, if he comes back for the playoffs, you got to think it's the Saints and the the Packers in the NFC, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. there's got to be those two teams because I still well, think the Saints are, are the well Bucks put together. Could throw a wrench in there. The Bucks could throw a wrench in there. 
Here's the thing. When I saw Drew Brees, he took another shot to the ribs. Those ribs are tender, man. I don't, I don't, down. I don't like more shots I was telling you all that since we did our quarterback rankings at the beginning of the year. And now with broken ribs, he looked bad. I'm surprised that game was, was, he was out at all. So yeah, I, I like the Bucks over the Saints. Four. I like the Bucks over the Saints. Okay, okay. Well, moving moving off of the the Saints at the four spot, and I'll stop with these two because I really don't think I'm just looking at these team names. I don't think you can really put the the Steelers above any of these guys. But uh, the this one's interesting just because of the records and where they're at in their division. The Ravens are here at five, and the Browns are at six. Uh, would, are you okay with the way that those teams are ranked, or would you flop the Titans, one of them? They're ten and four. The Titans are at number eight. They're behind the Seahawks at seven. Wow. Are you are you fine with the Seahawks at seven and the Titans at eight? I would. I would, I, I would put the Titans over the Ravens and over the Browns. Wow, I put so the you, Titans over the Steelers, Ravens, Seahawks, and Browns. So you, you both of you guys would have the Titans at, at the five spot. Yeah. Okay. And then at the five spot, would you have the the I mean the six spot? Would you have the Browns or would you bump down um, the I would Ravens? Have, I would have the Ravens. Maybe the Ravens by a little bit over the Browns. Yeah, I would have the Ravens as well, just because so I'm not taking Baker over Lamar any day of the week. Okay, six and seven. Then you got the Seahawks at eight. Uh, are you guys fine with the the Colts at nine? The Colts and the Rams round out this top ten that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, if the Rams are ten, then I'm fine with the Colts at nine. I don't and like the Seahawks are definitely better than both of those teams. What was that, Justin? I don't personally like the Colts above the Buccaneers. Oh, that's true. The Bucks aren't in the ten. Yeah, the Bucks are. I, for me personally, I like this top ten just because I think the Bucks are are too inconsistent. Uh, you get a different team each week, and sometimes you get a different team each game. Uh, they they start off so bad, but. Uh, they they find a way to win. They were down what seventeen to zero at halftime. Could be around six or seven. They have way too much firepower. Way too much firepower. Uh, I, I, this is a team that I think they can over the course of the next two weeks. So they get two W's. They can streak up there in the, these power rankings and, and we can finish. get the Rams out of there and we can put the books in. That's for damn. Rams just lost to the Jets. So you know, power power rankings aside, and you know, teams being on the fringe or whatnot, you know, we're getting down to the nitty gritty. There's only two weeks left. I think there's uh, three clinched playoff spots in each um, conference. You got the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Steelers. Uh, they've all clinched. Uh, the Bills already got the division. The Chiefs already got the division. And the Steelers have clinched a playoff spot. Uh, the division is still not locked because of their loss last night. Uh, they you picked Baker to win the Browns earlier. Bro. I just did. I know. I did. So um, the NFC, though, you got the Packers who clinched the division again. I don't think I can't remember the last time they lost the NFC North. Uh, the Saints, they've clinched the playoffs. They haven't clinched the division because of their loss. And the Seahawks, they've clinched the playoffs. But with their victory, uh, but they have not clinched the division. Um, and then in the NFC, you got the uh, the Washington football team, excuse me. I wanted to call them the R-word, uh, the Washington football team. They're currently the leader in the NFC East. You got the Rams, who are the second spot in the NFC West, but they slide in at five. And remember, there's seven slots this year. Uh, the Buccaneers are in the sixth spot, and the Cardinals are in the seventh spot. But right behind the Cardinals are the Bears at 7-7 seven and seven who stayed alive. Where are the Vikings? The Vikings are right behind them in the ninth spot. But the best that they can do is 8-8. Eight and eight. So they'd have to hope for 
uh, the Cardinals to lose out and the Bears to lose out. Um, the Rams can't lose out? The Rams, are, if they lost out, would still have a better record than the okay. Vikings. Because I could see the Cardinals getting in over the Rams. I could see the Rams not making the playoffs. I, I don't know if they have two division games to end the season. Then somebody pull that up as as I break down the the, the, the Rams play the Seahawks this coming week. Okay, you want to pull up what now? Uh, pull up the Cardinals schedule, Justin, as I go over the AFC and the AFC. The teams in the hunt uh, right now that currently slot into the the four through seven. And remember, there's seven slots in the playoffs this year. Uh, the Titans are the four spot. Uh, they're first in the AFC South. Probably going to lock that up soon. Uh, they have the same record as uh, the Colts. Oh, that's right. That's right. Excuse me. Uh, the Browns, uh, ten and four, second in the AFC North. Colts tied for second, or they're in second in the AFC South behind the Titans at ten and four. Right. Um, and then you got the Dolphins at nine and five, uh, second in the AFC East. Um, so, and on the bubble, you got the Ravens. And you got the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders just lost to the Chargers in tragic, tragic fashion. Um, and then you got the Ravens who just the Ravens are going to get guys. in because they have gimmies their last two games of the season. So out of the AFC, um, who do you who do you see falling out of the seven? Do you think the Dolphins? Do you think they fall out? Do you think the Colts fall out? Um, let me just pull up schedules so that we're not talking out of our ass here. Yeah, I got the Dolphins schedule. They play the Raiders and the Bills next. Just so I see them going one on one. Rams and, and uh, Niners left. For who? For the Cardinals. Cardinals. So, so the Rams and the Cardinals might be playing in a in a little playoff eliminator game this week. I like the the Rams to get it done. I think their defense is going to be too much uh, for the Cardinals. Baltimore has the New York Giants and the Bengals left. Uh, Baltimore's going to get in. Yeah, Baltimore will finish on a five-game win streak. They'll finish the season, and they're getting in for sure. Now, who do the Dolphins play? Uh, the Dolphins, I just said, they play the Raiders and the Bills. So one and one. And they have the same record as the Ravens? The, they are – just I had the list right now. Yeah, 9 and 5 are the Ravens. So the Dolphins yeah. are 9 and 5. Whoever wins out makes the playoffs. I think the Ravens get in. Yeah, I like the Ravens to take over the Dolphins slot. And I think other than that, it'll probably stay the same. Who's remain Let me see who's remaining on the Colts schedule and if they could lose too. So the Colts play the Steelers this week. So yep, the Colts the Steelers. lose this week. Steelers Jaguars. Ooh, okay. yeah, they're gonna go one and one. Yeah, they're they're gonna go one and one. Who do the Titans have left? Well, they're gonna go two and zero oh, because I said they're beating the Steelers. Titans have Green Bay this week, and the Texans, which is and the Texans, they could lose both. They could lose both and be ten and six. Packers, uh, losing those are the Packers, but beating the uh, Texans. But they could lose both. I, I agree. I, I agree. It's more likely one and one, but they could lose both. That Texans game is way more losable than the Jags game is for the Colts. And I think the, the NFC is a little bit uh, easier to predict. Yeah, what's going to happen in that division, though, with the Cowboys and the Giants? Well, the, the Cowboys, they got swept by the Redskins, so they need the Redskins to lose out. Um, yeah, to have a chance. Game, Eagles, 
That's going to be a tough defense for Hertz to go against, and Hertz has been playing well. How far off are they from the from the winning? Oh, they're eliminated. I, okay, oh, they're right. four. They're four nine and one. Um, I, I don't think they have a scenario to get in. All you do is play spoilers at this point. Yeah. Okay. So really, it's the Cowboys and the Giants that still have a chance. The Cowboys um, have Eagles and Giants left. So it's probably Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys and Giants game. They just yeah. need the Redskins. Do you all want the Cowboys to get in? Of course. Uh, I want the better playoff spot, but. I mean, Roland didn't want the Spurs to get in last year, so I, I don't know. That, that's a different situation because with the NBA, it's not, it's not different at it all. Is because the way it's set up, if you get that A seed in the NBA, you could be the A seed for years and years because you're in that weird thirty uh, that draft pick where you're gonna just get better a little bit, but you continue to be the A seed, continue, and you stay in that spot. You don't want to do that with the sure. NBA. Yeah, uh, in the NFL, you can draft a gem later on. In the NBA, you're not going to get it with the A seed. Yeah, I just want a, a better Spurs got Kawhi. Yeah, I just want a better draft spot for the Cowboys personally. So if we can miss the playoffs and that improves it by a couple spots, I'll go with that. But uh, as far as who I think is going to make the playoffs, though, in the NFC, I do think the Redskins are going to win the division. They play the Panthers this week. Uh, another week of no McCaffrey, I'm guessing. So. Give me, uh, give me the, the Washington football team uh, to go ahead and, and win the NFC East and lock up that spot um, in the playoffs. And then the, the wild card teams, um, I do like um, – shit. I like the Rams still to finish um, in the playoff contention. I like the Bucks to finish in playoff contention. And I just need to check one thing. Bucks and cards for me. Well, the thing is they can all well, – and I think the Cards will probably make it too. I think they can. All of those teams can make it. This week, yeah, because the Cardinals, the Cardinals, they just need to beat the 49ers this week, and I think that they're in. Um, that they're going to find themselves at nine and seven uh, is the worst that they can do. Um, and the Bucks, the worst that they can do is nine and seven. And the same thing for the Rams. And I think the Bears need some crazy stuff to happen to get in. So, um, yeah, I like all of those teams to get in. I just I think the Redskins are going to end up winning that division, um, but you know, just speaking of, I, I think Ben brought it up and talking about the playoffs. We'll wrap up the playoff talk with uh, who do, who do you guys have in the Super Bowl as of right now today? And I'm going to ha- already going to agree with Ben, but Ben, who did you who did you say you had? I had the Chiefs and the Packers, and I think that that's the battle of the two MVP, top MVP candidates, Rodgers and Mahomes. I think that's another question that we should ask before we get off is. Who we think is going to win the MVP? That's on there. That's on there. We're, we'll okay. get there. Okay, my bad. I didn't even look and at Justin. that. Justin's got us. Thrones got us. And Justin, you know, I, for me, I feel like the Chiefs are a lock at this point. Yeah, I just feel real strong about them. Most dynamic offense out there. Good enough defensive front. On the NFC side, I'm having a hard time picking somebody. If I had to lean, I guess give me uh, Rodgers, right? And uh, yeah. an offense from that. So, go with Ben on this one. But wanna... they don't have a defense, Justin. They got a good enough offense, though. I yeah. think it's going to come down to the Bucks and the Packers in the in the NFC Championship, and I think it's going to come down to the Bills and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Give, give, give me the 
Give me the, the Chiefs and the Packers. Uh, I've been on uh, the Aaron Rodgers for MVP bandwagon for a little while now. Um, so I, I like the way he's playing. He, he seems to, to be in that mindset uh, right now that only Aaron Rodgers can get into, kind of that it's me against the world, even though everybody knows you're one of the goats. He still feels like everybody's against him. So he's just in, in one of those mindsets right now. And, you know, the numbers that he's putting up, he's playing some of the most efficient football of his career. And, and I just like him to get the job done. And kind of what uh, leans towards uh, the Packers for me or tips the scale for me towards the Packers is they are going to be uh, the, the team with home field advantage. I know there's no fans or anything, but um, I don't want Drew Brees as a Saints fan to go into Lambeau um, in January and have to win a game. Um, or in cold. Um, well, Phillip Rivers doesn't have to because uh, he's in the, the AFC, but um, oh, I wouldn't want Drew Brees traveling in the cold. Well, I guess you don't want Phillip Rivers traveling in the AFC uh, to one nah, of those cold other places. Yeah, but, he's not making nah, um, Green Bay, though, yeah, I, I don't want to go into Lambeau. Maybe if the Saints had home field, I would still lean towards the Saints to win it because you just have to think that, man, they've been knocking at the door uh, with this latest addition uh, of their team um, for the past couple of years, and you just got to think the window's closing and the window's going to be shut closed so they don't get it done this year. But, uh, yeah, I got to go with the Packers. Uh, long-winded answer to end up at the same result as you guys. But, yeah, give me the Packers and the Chiefs. Um, in, in the Super Bowl right now. Uh, oh. But Ben talked about it a little bit, um, and I'll, I'll let Ben kick it off here uh, as our MVP debate. Uh, do you guys, and I'll just I'll pose it this way, uh, do you still have Patrick Mahomes? Because the last time we talked, Patrick Mahomes, we all said was the favorite to win the, the MVP. Uh, Mahomes, is he, is he still y'all's guy? Or, or am I going to hear somebody talk up for Aaron Rodgers? I'll say that he's the favorite, but I will say I don't know if the Packers did it intentionally. We talked about them being some of the biggest losers in the draft, but, man, drafting Jordan Love really uh, – it, it sparked the fire under Aaron Rodgers' ass because he hasn't played this well in a couple of years. He hasn't been in MVP talks in a couple of years. And deservingly so, him and Devontae Adams have been getting it done all season long. Um, they, they haven't relied on the running game as much as they can or as much as they should. They've left it on Aaron Rodgers' shoulder, and he's been getting it done with Tanyan and with Adams. I think that he's going to fall a little bit short just based off the fact that Aaron, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to have that just that one loss. And, yeah, they'll both be one seeds, but – I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to get the MVP this season. Yep, I agree. Um, as as much as I'd like to hand the the award to Aaron Rodgers, just because you know he's leading in touchdowns and he's thrown fewer interceptions than Mahomes, but uh, fact of the matter is Mahomes has just gone stupid, and he's gone. Excuse my my language, but he's just gone stupid in some of the biggest moments um, that there's been this year. He's led a couple of comebacks on national television. Uh, he played well against the Saints on national television this this past uh, this past week. I think he was uh, the primetime game on CBS. Excuse oh. me, because I, I watch uh, on Red Zone, so I, I don't always know um, the broadcast. But it was on primetime nonetheless. And you know, Mahomes, he's just Patrick Mahomes, man. He's the one guy that when you're watching a, a football game, you you can tell just he's playing at a different level and at a different speed than everybody else. And Aaron Rodgers, for the most part has entered into that back into that level this year where we used to tell he's playing at a different speed, but 
Uh, Mahomes is just on another level. He's on the the highest flying offense in the league. You know, he's got Tyreek Hill and and uh, Travis Kelsey, who I think should be in the conversation for offensive player of the year. I know a lot of people are trying to say that uh, or make that campaign for him. But yeah, I got to go. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a uh, the MVP um, leader right now, and that's probably where I would place my money. But uh, hats off to Aaron Rodgers for having his team uh, back in position and being the, the main reason for them doing that. And as Ben said, they could have drafted a receiver, but they drafted a quarterback um, instead. Oh. Didn't do anything really to help that offense or to help the team get better. But they motivated year. Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers has come out, and he's played like a man possessed. Uh, whether or not he finishes his career – uh, with Green Bay um, is yet to be seen, but there's no doubt about it. Aaron Rodgers is still that guy, mm-hmm. and and Aaron Rodgers definitely belongs in conversations. And I think if he wins a title this year, it, it gets uh, a little bit more uh, uh, becomes a little bit more of a debate. But he de- he belongs in that that best quarterback of all time. The uh, other thing, Roland, just about Rodgers having home field and playing in the cold. The guy that's used to playing in the cold is Tom Brady now in the NFC. And that's why I think that I have – that's why I have the Bucks and the Packers in the NFC uh, title game because the, too much firepower. A.B.'s coming around. A.B. looked really good this past week. Happy to see him finally get in the end zone. But when Godwin is now your third option and last year he was your number one option, um, you, it's a lot of weapons, a lot of weapons. So I'm looking forward to Rodgers and his career could play out just like Peyton Manning, getting traded to that other team, being right in Super Bowl contention the way Manning was with the Broncos. If he doesn't finish his career off with the Packers, that's something definitely to look out for in the next two years. We talked about that previously um, as soon as they drafted. Um, that's like that. So, yeah. What about you, Just? Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, the first quarter, it was Mahomes and it was let Russ cook. Big battle between them two. Put out a few polls even on the podcast page. Russ was winning that battle. Now, you don't even hear Russ's name for this MVP race at all. Another year without a vote, Chris. Second half of the season, it's been Rodgers. But who's this name that remains constant? Mahomes. Oh. Been doing it all season long for me. I got to go Mahomes on this one for the MVP race. Rodgers is right there, real close, but give me Mahomes. Who's third? Is there a third? Third, let me see if there's would, would Dalvin Cook? Would Dalvin Cook get more consideration over Josh Allen? I think no, nah, third place is Josh Allen, and then you go Derrick Henry. Oh, Henry. There yeah. Fair. That's fair. But give me Mahomes, man. I man, it'd be awesome for Derrick Henry to win an MVP award too, bro. Remember when running backs used to win MVPs? Yeah. Just like when they used to win Heisman's and Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, not everybody can win an MVP, but uh you can be, you know, chosen to participate in the Pro Bowl. I know a lot of guys don't uh don't watch the Pro Bowl anymore. A lot of people question the legitimacy of the game. And it's led to, you know, people not showing up and just other things being added to it to become more exciting. But nonetheless, Pro Bowl votes get made every year and a Pro Bowl team is announced every year. And the team has already been announced uh, for this year. Uh, We just talked about some of the guys. uh, Patrick Mahomes led the way for the AFC. 
Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. Uh, those are your three AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks right there. Then you got Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Josh Jacobs as your running backs. The receivers, I'll go through real quick, and then I'll name off uh, the tight ends, and that'll be it for the offense. You got Tyreek Hill, Diggs, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown from the tight ends. Took a very big step this year. Um, and then you got Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller as your tight ends. Um, on the offensive side of the ball for the NFC, you got Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Kyler Murray as your quarterbacks. You got Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Aaron Jones as your running backs, Devonta Adams, Hopkins, Metcalf, and Justin Jefferson as your receivers. Justin Jefferson uh, makes it as a rookie. Uh, and your tight ends, you got Hawkinson and Evan Ingram. Kind of a weird year for tight ends and not only just that for fantasy, I feel like there's a big drop off in tight ends after a certain uh, a certain number this year. But nonetheless, uh, that those are the big names uh, for the the Pro Bowl this year. Uh, are there any names on there that you guys uh, think missed out? You know, I don't put a lot of thought into this Pro Bowl list. Um, yeah. To me, it's it's like you said, it's a watered down game. Uh. And what do do they receive any kind of compensation or awards? I think they used to. Pro Bowls. I mean, at this point, I think they used to. Uh, yeah. I I got one though. I got. Did did the Washington football team's running rookie running back Gibson get in? No, he didn't. I think that he's a snub then if he didn't get in. I think that he played really good for his rookie year. Um, tore it up. Obviously, he has turf toe right now. And hopefully he can finish the season because the Redskins actually – I mean, the Redskins, fuck, I said it. God damn. I'm not the even – I'm not going to finish my team. I like uh, Tom Brady over Kyler Murray, a quarterback. Tom Brady should have been the, the pro bowler there. Uh, I think the numbers are similar, and it's, it's Tom Brady, man. I, I think he's still proving that he can compete. I think he's proven that him being a part of a top five – at the beginning of the year, isn't that crazy? I think it's arguable where he ends this year. And in terms of your top 10 quarterbacks, I think he's definitely in your top 10. Whether or not you have him in your top five is another thing. I think it's debatable. Uh, but, yeah, give, give me Tom Brady in the Pro Bowl as a snub. I know it's crazy saying that, but yeah, uh, give, give me Tom Brady. Tom Brady has Pro Bowls, bro. He's, you know, it's time to end the Pro Bowl, honestly. Make it a pump pass and kick kind of competition. Make this a skills challenge. I like watching the dodgeball. Dude, do yeah, dodgeball fun. Is Dude's Brady showing up for the Pro Bowl if he gets in? If he gets voted in, is he? He's not showing up, bro. Nah, he wouldn't show up. I don't think. Jay Z doesn't go to award shows. Like he ain't showing up. Might as well put Kyler Murray in. That's true. Well, um, not I guess speaking of Kyler Murray, he's going to be in, um, involved in a pretty big game this week against the Niners. It's kind of win or go home for the, the Cardinals. Are there any games this week uh, before we wrap up NFL that you guys want to point uh, our listeners' attention to? Any games that you guys are looking forward to watching? Let me just pull up the schedule. The one, the one for me, uh, it's lined appropriately. Um, I think it's a big game, NFC West. It's the, the Rams versus the Seahawks here. Yeah. Uh, before the season, um, I didn't pick the Rams to win but maybe eight games. I, I didn't think they were going to be above 500. I know that for sure. And they've kind of come out and, you know, told everybody that they don't know anything about football, especially Sean McVay, and has come out and, 
I think put out uh, one of his better products as far as uh, being a coach is concerned and, you know, having to deal with, you know, having, and again, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but Jared Goff can be looked at as that team's Achilles heel and he's your number one pick. Uh, you know, you, you, that's a good coaching job is all that I'm trying to say uh, for Sean McVay to have uh, the Rams in the spot that they're in right now. So definitely looking at that game, Rams versus Seahawks to kind of decide uh, that NFC West. I think that the Seahawks win, they clinch the division. I like a few games here. Um, well, or, only do one. Don't steal all. Don't steal mine. Just do one. Cause Titans Packers. I like that game. I want to see what happens. Pick on. All right, I'm gonna go with the Eagles and Cowboys. That's the one. That's the one I was gonna go with. All right. Well, Cowboys you took are. mine. I really was interested in King Henry against that non-existent Green Bay run defense and Rodgers against a non-existent Titans pass defense. I think there's gonna be a lot of points in the Packers and Titans game, but the Cowboys and Eagles should be fun. Uh, let's see what Jalen Hurts can do. He still hasn't thrown an interception. He's given Philly some life. We've seen quotes from Miles Sanders talking about how this is what we needed. We needed somebody with confidence and that was going to boost the team. I still can't see the Eagles going away from Carson Wentz, but this Jalen Hurts story is really building momentum, and it's going to make a real tough decision for the Eagles this offseason. Ben's a pseudo-Cowboys pseudo fan. I'm not. I just love the storyline. I also love the storyline of of Pollard is better than Zeke already, bro. (laughs) Let's. uh, I don't. I've never. I haven't heard that storyline. I haven't heard that storyline. See him doing work against the Niners. Yeah, against the Niners. It's like the line Zeke is playing with. Uh, I don't know. End of the season. We'll see. It's uh, the end of the season, but uh, y'all are fighting for a playoff. Honorable, honorable mention team or game that I'm looking forward to, and I just called them losing out the season to go 11 and five is the Colts and the Steelers. Yeah, uh, that's a big one. 12 o'clock. Uh, that's probably the best game of the early slate. I actually like the Steelers in that one because if you can get some pressure on Philip Rivers, he gets real uncomfortable. And JJ Watt does a good job with that. And the Texans honestly had no business in games with the Colts, You're and we lost both inside of the five-yard line on fumbles Here. on the last drive. So I think that T.J. Watt's going to get after Phillip Rivers, and I like the I like the Steelers to get back on track this week. Colts are short, uh, one-and-a-half-point favorites in that one. Uh, should be should be a good game. you got to respond after losing to the Bengals, bro. you got to respond. Uh, and I think, it, you know, are we going to see a TikTok? This week, or is uh, oh, Juju yeah. not going to be on TikTok? Oh, and again, it's putting the brand. Juju, like, like he's got to protect the brand, and he's just got to he's got to keep at it. Like that's that's a thing. Juju on TikTok is an actual thing. I know now, it's a thing, but like his, but his thing though, the reason why he's a thing on TikTok is because he's supposed to be a thing on the football field. Right. He's right. not supposed to be fumbling like that against the Bengals and giving teams extra motivation. I, I agree, but honestly, I don't see him stopping just because it was such a big story, and I, I don't see him, like, legs and changing himself. Everybody wanted to give Antonio Brown crap for going on Facebook Live during a, a speech after after a victory. But this has nothing but, to do with the coach. That's different. I, I know, but, but – It's like the locker room. It's called locker room talk for a reason. I know, but still, you know, what, what would you rather have right now? What would you rather have right now? No, I'd rather have somebody dancing on a logo than going live on a on a locker room. But the team. results, though, I'd rather yeah. have AB. 
I, I mean, but you got one guy that has Brady throwing to him and one guy that has Big Ben throwing to him. still make it work. We'll see because Juju's going to be on a new team this uh, this next year. Well, Big ben, and Big Ben already said he's coming back um, yeah, for his next did. year. He did. So what? How, how do you figure Juju's on a new team? I, I mean, he's a free agent. Okay. They don't re-sign him. They have Johnson. They have Claypool. They have Washington. They have all these other guys like – they draft wide receivers in any round and they hit. Why are they going to re-sign Juju to a big deal when he's more of a social media sensation than he is an NFL sensation? It, it doesn't make much sense. You could argue that he's their third option behind Claypool and Johnson already. Uh, any other NFL stuff you guys want to talk about uh, before we um, close it out for the week or the segment? You know, I'm going to – Gonna have to win to get in, so looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm gonna be looking at Tua and how the Dolphins do and trying to get into the playoffs. Because that them and that spot with the Ravens and whoever gets bounced out of there is gonna be very interesting. Like we might not see Lamar make the playoffs, and which which is pretty crazy. The Dolphins have been playing out of their minds, and they could win both of these games. Shout out Brian Flores. Yeah. Quick, quick rebuild. Quick yeah. rebuild. Um, I think a big thing for them is going to be Gasicki because he's a big weapon for them. If he can go this week, I think they got a really good shot. But that's what I'm looking at, the, that AFC playoff race. And the AFC South, the Colts and the Titans, they're going to be duking it out. Both underdogs this week, one to the Steelers, one to the Packers. So it's going to be interesting. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited just to, uh, to watch all the, the playoff games that have – or all the games that have playoff implications, excuse me, and see how I'll see how all of that stuff shakes out um, and, and how the playoffs end up looking um, here for 2020 because it's been a pretty crazy year, but for the most part, the NFL has kind of gotten things off okay. I know there's a, a little bit of a hiccup there in weeks three and four, I think, with the, the Steelers and the Titans kind of keep people – uh, safe and then the we played a Tuesday game so it's been a crazy crazy NFL year but for the most part I mean I think they've gotten it done uh, pretty swimmingly uh, but before we go on the NFL rest in peace Kevin Green uh, third all-time in sacks uh, passed away um, at 58 years old um, I'm here reading an article about him I'm, I'm just blanking out what was his his primary team uh, do you guys know Panthers Panthers Okay. Well, rest in peace um, to to Kevin Green. Um, passed away on on Monday, so ha- had to to mention that before we ended um, for the week. And that's uh, the NFL talk. So we'll be back next week. Hopefully, uh, the playoff picture will be a little bit more. Um, I guess a little bit more clear. The MVP race should be a little bit more clear. And uh, we'll start seeing uh, who has those one seeds and whether or not they start resting players towards the end of the year. So a lot a lot more to look forward to uh, for the NFL. Sure, then we're going to come back in the new year, man. So yeah, man. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I definitely want to thank everybody uh, who's tuned into this podcast since we started it. It's, a good, it's been a good year. Uh, the year's going to be wrapping up. We will be back, like Roland said, sometime next year. Uh, probably looking towards the first week after the New Year's. So we won't have another podcast uh, as far as this year goes. 
but definitely check us out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We'll be posting stuff on there. I know I will personally just to get some interaction while we're away from the podcast until the new year starts. So look forward to that. Um, and, uh, that's it, man. I appreciate y'all coming through and listening every week, man. Y'all been good to us rolling. Justin, Justin uh, while we're chopping it up for the end of the year, you're the boxing guy. Did you watch Canelo? Uh, I, watched, I watched it. Uh, yeah, man. It was, Is he pound for pound right now? No, no. But Justin no, still thinks Lomachenko's pound for pound. Oh, but, <laughs> but Crawford, but Crawford's pound for pound. But Canelo's Crawford, a bad man. But I still need to see him against these Charlo brothers. I mean, the fact oh, is that he's guys over here in the zone, and you got the Charlo you brothers. Fucking knock out the Charlo brothers, bro. Get out of here, bro. Really? He's going to knock out the Charlo brothers. Easy. We'll put money if they ever get a fight, bro. Yeah, we'll we put money. You're taking the Charlo. Nah, man. I can't. He might be both at the same fucking time, bro. Oh, there's a reason why he's fighting fighters on the zone, and those guys are man, fighting. You're telling fighters. me this guy fought Mayweather and he's ducking the Charlo brothers? I think we should just end the podcast right now. He's not, yeah, he's not oh, ducking the Charlo Come brothers. on. Why did he sign 10 fights with the zone when everybody knows Premier Boxing's got the fighters? Man, because they paid the most. That's why he signed with them. That's why but everybody they signed did pay the most. Everybody that they signed. Like, they that's why Joe paid. Rogan went to Spotify because they paid the no. most. There's a reason why he had to leave De La Hoya's camp because them fools were not. De La Hoya's a fool and held him back. He wanted to fight Mayweather earlier. Maybe now we will see him taking those bigger fights because De La Hoya's not there. I'm not going to give him pound for pound over Bud Crawford. I'm not. Well, they gave Lomachenko pound for pound, bro, and people were down with it. Yeah, but I'm not. I wasn't down with it. I never said he was pound for pound. And the thing is, nobody's ever going to agree with who's number one on board. Well, yeah, Bud Crawford, yeah. he still needs to fight Earl Spence. Oh, we'll see if is that, that fight ever happens Spence. in 2021. I like Spence a lot, too, but he'll get through Spence. Yeah, well, for, for me, uh, the whole year has been great. The, I know we had a little, you know, like, I guess pre-holiday, there's just been a lot of stuff going on. It kind of gets hard to, to come here. Um, every week, but for the most part, uh, you know, we started in the in the pandemic, and uh, I, I think it, it gave us a, a good opportunity to to work out some kinks. I still think we're working out some kinks here, uh, and I just appreciate, you know, the I don't want to call you guys fans, but the listeners. I appreciate you guys listening in um, each week and and you know commenting on the the posts on Facebook, commenting on Twitter, the interaction. I think Ben talked about it earlier with uh, with Mike. We don't really do this for the views. We just do this because. We have a lot to say, and we want to put it out on a forum, and we want to hear what you guys think too. Because uh, without you guys, we'd be speaking to nobody. So, really, uh, just appreciate all the interaction from all of the listeners and and all of the followers and all of the platforms. Uh, again, because without you guys, uh, there'd really be no point in doing this um, if we you guys didn't respond to the stuff that we posted. So, uh, keep it coming. Hopefully, we can get more fan interaction. Uh, here in 2021, as we can get uh, the podcast on a more consistent basis, we can start doing some more fun things. But uh, definitely uh, have appreciated the time, especially with uh, Justin and, and Ben and having this platform to come out and talk. Because, uh, again, I have a lot to say, and you guys uh, are here to dish it back out to me and to listen. And it's just been a good place to, to come and talk to um, talk to you guys for a couple of hours each week uh, whenever we get together. So uh, looking forward to doing more next year. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, even just the text conversations between us, it's been fun, you know, just doing what we do. So I uh, appreciate you guys coming on and we doing this podcast together. Y'all like family to me now. Really appreciate that, guys. Yeah, well, then I expect the fucking Christmas present, Justin. Send me your address. Send me the Addy. That new Christian Wood jersey. I have to be a China one. All I have to say is y'all fucking tune in to the Christian Wood debut tomorrow. The last announcement I want to do. The Lakers in five? We do have a winner. Rockets in five? Rockets in three. He said Rockets in three last time. We do have a winner for the UFC pick. I have some good videos in 2020, bro. <laughs> that 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 video of, of Rockets in three and then kicking that Cowboys flag outside of Matt's house. Oh yeah. And then the race with Ron's bum ass. Hey, you showed some wheels there, honestly. Even Dude, with hey, ball, you're my, gonna beat him. My uncle randomly hit me up two days ago. I was at H E B and he's like, Hey fool, I saw you racing that guy in boots. <clears throat> and I was like, Oh yeah, you saw that? He's like, Yeah. And he's like, I like how you uh how you went to break the tape at the end, and some people—that's <laughs> what it was. But a lot of people said it was some, some type some of anime stuff. Yeah, like uh, the Naruto run or whatever. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> big on anime, yeah. but people said it was. I, I, knew it was breaking the tape. I knew it. Yeah, I was. I've always wanted to do that because they did away with the Fat Man relay when I was in high school. I always wanted to run in that and track. They'd have all the linemen do a relay, and I always wanted to be the one to break the tape. But thanks to Ron, he made my dreams come true. And it wasn't like on no make-a-wish thing either, Ron. I whooped your ass. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think you were beating him without the fall. I, yeah. I think you would have beat him. Yeah. He was oh, so anyway, I do want to make this announcement. We have a UFC Pick'em Contest winner. Nice. That was Diego. Came in first place as far as the uh, listeners go. But yeah. our very oh. own Ben came in first place as far as yeah. overall total. Beating me by one point, I believe. Less than one point. By point six. That's why we do decimals, people, because we have fantasy football ties. So the times change and we change with them. You do decimals for a reason. But Diego is also in the running for our fantasy football title. We got Diego going against Marky this week for the title. So Diego's getting – he wins the MMA – I'm going to give him the participation award because I'm going to give you the prize – we're gonna get you an Amazon gift card. We're gonna take care of you. Um, but we got the we talking about sports first annual fantasy football league coming up. Diego eliminated me from the playoffs, and Marky eliminated Ron from the playoffs. So the one seed got bounced. I think I was a three seed. Diego was a two. Bounced me also. Christian McCaffrey. I'll never fucking draft you again. Michael Thomas. Everybody said it was collusion when I traded for your bum ass. And now I'm looking like the big, stupid dummy. So, I mean, God, I got hit with the injury bug late. My my prediction is Diego with Kyler Murray and, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to take the title. So I predict Diego to not only win the MMA contest, but win the fantasy football sweet, man. contest. Yeah, Diego number one. Diego number one. Shout yeah, out, Diego. For that reason, though, PSG is going to lose, puto. You'd rather have PSG win than you win all this bullshit. So just for that, PSG's gonna lose. Shout out Diego. Alright, signing out. I supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game.
We talking about yes. Not it's a game, not a game. Me. Bam, bam. Me, man. Not a game. Slap it. Place you score 30. We talking about sports. I mean, what are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here.